Yo, 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 what up, dogs, and welcome to episode number 106 of the Fantasy Football Dogs podcast. I'm your host, Josiah Panter, and as always, I'm here with my pal in real life and my foe in fantasy, Nathan, Nate Dog McDonald. My combine is almost here. So close. Yes, rookie dynasty summer is almost upon us rookie mania is almost is is already here for us we've been diving into these guys for sure but i'm sure for the for most of you it's starting to catch on as well so yeah we're excited this is a really really good class this is a damn good class of running backs and that's what we're going to be doing today is breaking down our top 12 even though there's more than 12 guys that are worth talking about but we'll mention a few extras We'll, we'll mention our top 12, uh, 2003 pre-combine. 2023. 2023, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> uh, pre-combine uh, running back rankings. So, yes, very exciting, very exciting. Uh, we do have a little bit of news to get into before that, but uh, we'll be brief about most of it, nothing too groundbreaking, uh, but I pass it to Nate for that. Uh, yeah, we've just had three interesting uh, offensive coordinator hires since our last episode. Uh, Eric Bieniemy is hired as the uh, commander's offensive coordinator. Uh, and some people might wonder why you go from the Chiefs to the commanders to have the same position. But uh, this is likely because he is now going to be the play caller. He wasn't that for the Chiefs. Andy Reid was still always calling plays. So um, that him being the play caller and succeeding should help him get a head coaching job. So I think that's why he moved over there. Um, but uh, good news for Sam Howe. Uh, next up was Thomas Brown, our Georgia boy, uh, hired as the Panthers offensive coordinator. Uh, he had a really good stint with the Rams, um, was, you know, um, running backs coach. Then I think like um, co-offensive coordinator, or, you know, higher up position, but always did a really good job. He helped turn Cam Akers season around. And uh, yeah, you should be excited for whoever the number one running back ends up uh, being for the Panthers this next year, I think. So uh, Jim Bob Cooter was hired as the Colts offensive coordinator. And uh, I just love saying that name. So I had to mention him. Uh, he did have good stints with Peyton Manning and Stafford. So if they get a good quarterback there, he he can uh, dial up a good offense. But, you know, he's had some other stints where he hasn't been as good. So we'll, we'll see what that mixed bag brings. Um, uh, the Lamar trade talk has definitely been heating up as of late. Uh, ESPN did an article recently that, you know, it's, um, you know, the likelihood that he gets traded is higher than it's ever been. So um, that'll be very interesting. And obviously one of the biggest talking points of the offseason. Um, Robert Woods was cut by the Titans. They were kind of cleaning veteran house and opening up cap space. So they cut him, Taylor Lewand, and Zach Cunningham. So I'm um, really uh, getting rid of some older veterans there. So um, Woods is already being recruited by Cooper Cup to come back to the Rams. And I'm honestly here for it. Um, and the uh, last thing just to mention was there were reports I saw today um, that the Lions aren't looking to re-sign Swift. Um, they, uh, you know, probably don't think he'd be worth the money. And if that happens, and especially if they don't bring back Jamal Williams in free agency, I think they're a big time candidate to get, you know, one of the premier running backs in this class. So um, be interesting, interesting to see what the moves they make um, in free agency, because, uh, yeah, that, that could signal what they do in the draft. Uh, but, yeah, that's it for news. You got anything to add, sir? Yeah, um, I kind of expect them to if they do let go of Jamal Williams. Excuse me, I got a frog in my throat. Mm. Uh, if they do let go of Jamal Williams, um, I um, 
you know, expect them to draft somebody regardless. But if Jamal Williams is there, you know, I'm not too worried about it. But the thing is, Jamal Williams ate so much into his touchdowns. Maybe I want somebody else there if I'm a if I'm a, a DeAndre Swift fan. But yeah, it's a definitely a situation up in there that we'll have to keep an eye on. He'll be a very divisive player uh, for a lot of people. But one thing I do I do want to mention, I just want to throw in there, uh, Drew Petzing. I had never heard of before today, but he was previously an assistant coach with the Browns. And before that, the Vikings has been hired as the offensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, So sounds like they're building a real (laughs) A-team. Oh, fame. So, uh, Uh, I mean, hey, we laugh, but I wish the best for him. I really do, because nobody is giving the Cardinals a chance this next year. And I do think they're tanking, but. Um. Yeah, I, I kind of feel sorry for him at the moment. But as a Rams fan, I kind of don't. Yeah, Drew Petzing, everybody. We'll be working with Kyler Murray when he's healthy, to, uh, to, and we'll see. I mean, you know, again, I hadn't heard about him, so, you know, we're laughing, but he could be very promising young coach. You know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But uh, You know what's yeah, going to suck uh, for him is that Kyler Murray is going to be injured the first half of the year. And then the second half of the year, a new Call of Duty game will probably come out and he'll be useless. So yeah. He's getting fucked. He's in trouble. Yeah. And interesting situation. But yeah, I just want to throw that in there. You mentioned the other offensive coordinators. So I just want to throw that in. But yeah. Uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. And Nate, you started us off last time. So um, I'm going to start us off this time. And it was really tough to decide who was number one. Oh, yeah, here. big mystery box here. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously, uh, I'm not going to go off the beaten path, and nobody else should either because Bijan Robinson is the best running back prospect I've scouted in the three years that me and Nate have been doing this together. Um, you know, I've heard comparisons to to Saquon and all this. You know, of course, I was aware of Saquon at Penn State, but did, didn't scout him quite to this degree, but – uh, man, Bijan, and I mean the the analytics, you know, the film, everything shows that he's he's a true rare prospect, and the gem of this class, in my opinion, uh, six feet, two hundred and twenty pounds. Uh, he's twenty one years old. Everything's perfect there. Um, has top of the line burst agility, contact balance, vision. I mean, all of these things are like it's hard to find that many people that are elite at all of these, these things. And, and he really is, he has power, he has speed. Uh, he runs clean and diversified routes uh, and has great hands in the pass catching game. His uh, you know, he had 19 receptions last year for 314 yards, which is actually great uh, yards per clip there. So yeah. um, put up over 1500 yards of rushing last year, uh, 1100 yards in 10 games the year before so, uh, yeah, he's just been a monster uh, every single year. He had 18 touchdowns, so he's uh, great at driving it in on the goal line. Uh, power run game, like I mentioned, is there. Um, like I said, the analytics are all on his side. He was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. His breakout of a- age of 18.6, which is uh, upper 95 percentile. Uh, dominator, his highest dominator was 36.6 um, last season. Um so, you know, obviously he can be the center of an offense, uh, 6.3, uh, yards per, uh, a career yards, uh, rush yards per attempt. Uh, so yeah, just everything, um, just kind of shows that this guy is, is, is a complete monster, uh, a really rare prospect and the clear one one in this class in almost every case, unless you're just desperate, desperate for a quarterback. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about him. Negatives. The only things I can say. 
this question about his long speed. There's definitely guys that are going to run a faster 40 and be faster than him. He's definitely quick and super, you know, makes so many people miss. I mean, he made uh, in this class, he made 80 more people miss than the second most RB in this class. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's how well he is at this, but so that's how quick he is, but it's not about long speed with him. He doesn't, he's not going to like break off too many 60, 70 yard runs. Uh, He did have four fumbles last year. So that's definitely more than we'd like to see. And any other guy that did that, I would fault them. So I got to fault him for it. Um, and, uh, you know, he's had a couple of minor injuries. I don't see that as an issue. There might be certain teams that see that as an issue, but, uh, you know, like I mentioned, he, he missed, uh, 10 games in his sophomore year. And I think he missed a couple, I'm sorry. He missed two games as a sophomore year and he missed a couple of games in his freshman year, but never anything serious. Uh, you know, nothing to really knock him. I'm just trying to say things at this point. So Nate, I will pass it to you and let you give your RB one and then go into your RB two. Yeah, this is an easy agreement uh, between us here. This uh, Bijan is the is the clear one hundred and one in this class. Um, yeah, I mean, start with the negatives because you can't mention much. But yeah, he he doesn't have the same top gear as someone like Jonathan Taylor or you know Saquon or Todd Gurley. But um, all around, he's one of the best prospects we, that has come out in the last ten years. He's um, yeah, he's incredible. Um, mainly, I just want to focus on like his lateral agility is insane for a guy that's six foot, 223 pounds. Uh, he, he can cut on a dime. He can string together cuts really easily. He has elite contact balance. Uh, some of the best feet I've ever seen from a college running back, uh, fantastic stop start ability. So it's just you know, what he does in the first, you know, 15, 20 yards of the line of scrimmage is just uh, absolutely insane. So, um, all the analytics stuff is incredible for him. He's over, over 30 BMI. Um, he breakout age of 18, like you said, great dominator rating was the RB one, uh, five-star prospect in his class. I mean, across the board, uh, yards per game for his entire career. I like to break that down between these guys for like career and the best year and stuff, just because in college they're so, they vary so much in the amount of games they play. Um, but yards per game for his career is 136, which is freaking insane i think it's the highest in this class um i'll have to check some of the deeper guys for that but yeah it's it's absolutely absurd so um yeah Bijan 101 can't say much else about it he, he just recently turned 21 so still incredibly young um yeah that's that, that's all you can say um moving on to rb2 this is where it gets way more difficult but the more i watch film the more i look at all these guys, dude, Zach Charbonnet is my RB2 in this class. Man, he is uh, – he might be the most powerful runner in this class. I mean, he's an absolute bowling ball that just does not quit. He keeps turning his legs, keeps lowering his shoulder, uh, spins, jukes, does whatever he has to to gain more yardage. He's just an absolute animal uh, six foot one, 222 pounds, and has a lot of burst for someone that fat and, and top speed for a guy his size. I expect him to run kind of similar to Bijan, um, you know, probably somewhere in the low four fives, maybe, um, you know, high four fours. But uh, he's he's faster than his size would lead you believe. He's got loose hips when running through trash. He picks his, picks his legs up and avoids arm tackles. Um, he, he maintains his speed and balance when making uh, cuts. 
Um, he's got excellent ball security, uh, holds the ball high and tight, only one fumble every 160 touches, which is one of the better rates in this class. Um, just, yeah, I mean, he has very good awareness. He made some, a uh, bunch of heads up plays that I saw, whether it's getting out of bounds at the right time or, you know, being, uh, cognizant of blitzes coming up, which is another thing. He's an incredible pass blocker. Like he is an absolute monster. Like he's not afraid to light linebackers up. Uh, he has pretty good technique, keeps a good low base. Um, yeah. Uh, also he's good out of the backfield. He has really good hands. Uh, saw him bring in multiple tough fingertip catches, um, so still has the occasional drop, but definitely has the, all the tools to be a three down workhorse in the NFL level. Um, yeah, just an, another crazy stat on him. According to PFF, he averaged uh, 4.2 yards after contact per attempt, which is fucking insane. Um, so, yeah, he's he's got pretty much all the analytics you want. He's over 29 BMI. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he weighs a little more at the combine, but I'm fine with that. His size and power is not a concern. Um, yeah, he's got good dominator rating, 25 in his best year, 20% overall, 18-year-old uh, breakout age, four-star recruit, um, all the things you want to see. Uh, yeah, this last uh, season, he had 168 yards per game. Um, just insane production. He can definitely carry the load. Um, as far as negatives go, uh, he has to gear down a little bit when making sharp cuts. So if he is like running at a real high speed and has to really um, make a sharp one and not, you know, just a, a quick change of direction, uh, he does have to gear down a little bit for that. Um, there's a little bit of wasted movement in his game. Sometimes he dances a tad too much, but um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of nitpicking here. And um, he also needs to do a little bit job of lowering his pad level when running through traffic, uh, just to take a little bit more advantage of his his size and power. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of nitpicking. I mean, uh, when I was doing my pro comps for these guys, um, I, I kept seeing Nick Chubb when I was watching Charbonnet, except Nick Chubb didn't have you know these receiving accolades coming out of college. So um, yeah, he runs like him. He's insanely hard to bring down and, uh, he's really consistent. So yeah, I, um, Zach Charbonnet is RB2 for me. Yeah, uh, no, that's, that's slightly surprising to me, but, uh, but you know, not too much. I mean, yeah, I definitely agree with everything you said. Great, great prospect. Um, yeah, so I'll get into my number two. It is someone different. Hey, we disagree a little bit more already than the quarterback episode. So, yes. uh, so we'll, this, maybe this will get a little bit more fun, but for me, <laughs> RB two in this class is Jameer Gibbs and, uh, you know, he's five eleven, two hundred 200 pounds. Uh, hopefully, you know, he can add a little bit of weight, but 200 pounds, you know, it's nothing to, uh, be too worried about, uh, 21, years of age and uh he started his career out at georgia tech for the first two years and then transferred to bama and played there last year so uh last year he had 151 attempts for 926 yards which is a 6.1 yards per carry great there um seven touchdowns on the ground and then he had 49 receptions 444 yards and three touchdowns by far um well there's one other guy in this class but yeah for for the top end prospects the the most um receiving production anybody has there um and the the year before at georgia tech he had 746 yards on the ground he was less efficient 5.2 yards uh per carry uh but also was a receiving threat there put up similar numbers uh and uh 465 yards uh, through the air so complete 
best receiving back uh in the class uh and 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 you know is a successful runner between the tackles as well it's not that he can't do that i mean i just think that uh you know his ability to line up in the slot line up out wide you can he's kind of uh you know put him in motion like there's a lot of things you can do with him and he that is like one of his greatest strengths so that's what people see but he still can get those those yards in between the tackles uh you know he averaged almost six yards a carry for throughout his career um among the fastest there's a couple of guys that i think will probably run faster 40s but he's definitely going to be you know top four or five i think uh fastest in the class and uh you know he also is very agile great agility side to side uh lateral movement uh it looks great so uh you know that that's a great combination some of the guys that are fast don't have that as much uh so it's a great combination of both of those two things uh he has good instincts and vision he usually makes the right uh you know read at least what i feel is the right read i'm sure there's people that can you know uh understand what that is it's it's always subjective what that could be but he seems to hit the open hole uh you know makes guys miss very well he has a elusive rating which i some i just want to touch on real quick it's essentially it's a pff grade but it's a measurement of uh their mr broken tackle or forced tackles create uh, uh miss the tackles <laughs> the frog they, is they, back <laughs> yes yes i'm getting my words uh fumbled here uh but yes it's a it's a combination of uh their the broken tackles that they created uh along with the yards after contact uh so it's a great they're giving off of that the average is around 80 82 and he has a rating of 106 which is you know very very good there i mean he has a uh 0.25 targets per route run and all that simply means is every fourth route he ran he was getting a target and that's very very high for a running back uh, it's among the highest in this class uh so you know just just touching on and he had 11.7 uh, uh yards after catch uh so so that's that's really uh impressive there so again obviously great pass catching back i always kind of lean to those guys a little bit more uh, just because, you know, obviously the PPR value, but I still think that he can be a primary runner um, if if needed. He might end up splitting, you know, we'll see what where he lands. But um, yeah, his negatives, his sides could be a slight concern. I mean, not, I think 200 is fine, but, you know, uh, there's, you know, I like one to be maybe 205, 210. I feel a little more comfortable at the combine. But that being said, as long as he's at least 200, uh, nothing, not going to scare me off or anything. Um, never had a dominator higher than 22%. So part of that was in the Alabama offense. He didn't, wasn't needed as much. Um, and then, you know, uh, you know, at tech, I would have expected it to be higher, but that is something to, um, you know, mention there, uh, may not project as a three down back. I kind of, you know, I think that's probably the biggest knock on him, but I think he could be, I think he has the talent and, and the, um, you know, traits to do so. Uh, pass protection could use improvement, but there's a lot of really bad pass protectors, and he improved a lot watching his film at Bama versus Georgia Tech. There's a lot of really bad pass protectors in this class. I don't think he's one of the wor- like worst ones. I just saw a couple of plays where some things could get cleaned up, and I'm sure they will in the league. Um, and uh, yeah, you know his power and contact balance uh, need improvement. They aren't. Uh, I saw him get brought down at times that I would have wanted him not to when he did get hit, but. Uh, you know, he's, he does make guys miss with his agility and his moves. And, uh, you know, it's hard to get a straight on hit on him. Uh, so I definitely like that a lot, but anyways, uh, my comp, I didn't do a comp for everybody, but I did see, uh, like everybody's saying Camara, Camara, that's not, 
uh, my comp here. I don't think that's a great comp, but I do think Swift is a good comp. Swift came in about seven to 10 pounds heavier than he's projected to be. But, um, you know, they're both 5'11". Uh, I think they'll have he'll have a similar role in play style. Now, I know that Swift has a little bit of dirt on his name right now, but he's still a great prospect coming out. He was a top seven RB last year uh, in 2021. Um, so, uh, so you know, I, I don't think that that's like a negative thing that some people might take it just because of his, his current uncertain value. But anyways, Jamar Gibbs, RB2 for me. Uh, Nate, I'll let you give your thoughts. Well, I guess I gotta gotta go into my RB three um, after that to, uh, as well. But um, but here I'll just go ahead and give give my RB three, and then you can you can give your thoughts in your RB three. Uh, so, or right, go ahead. Yeah, I, I'll give my I'll give my thought. We don't need to change subjects back and forth, back and forth. Uh, it's very confusing. Uh, so yeah, Jameer Gibbs. He I'll just go ahead and mention that he's my RB three. So um Bijan is in his own tier then I feel like you know Zach Charbonnet and, and Gibbs are kind of in their own tier um mm-hmm. but uh but yeah he's uh, there's a lot of stuff to like about him you hit on most of it um I, I do think he has really good vision as well he's a one-cut runner who identifies his lane quickly and, and likes to get downhill um cuts well without losing momentum uh, I do think he has a little bit better contact balance than you're giving credit for um but he just only has so much size and power and you know velocity when he's you know 200 pounds so um yeah that that would be probably the biggest knock on him is his size um you know 511 200 pounds he's under 28 bmi so you definitely like to see a bit sturdier build um and you can see that in footage like you were saying he does get brought down too easily at times in situations you know i've seen like you know d tackles you know grab him with one arm and sling him down so um, that is a concern. I don't think he'll be used much in short yardage and goal line situations. And in fact, he wasn't used that way at Bama. They brought in uh, McClellan to fill that role. So um, yeah, that's one reason why he has a low like touchdown per the amount of touches he had. So he uh, like, it's like uh, 21 touches per touchdown he got. So um, if you look at Charbonnet and Bijan, they're more like uh, 16 and 14. So um, quite a bit better in that regard, but it's because they're goal line efficient. Um, so yeah, that's a concern, uh, short yardage situations and stuff. And then, um, yeah, I, I really thought he was really bad in pass protection. Um, I'll try to watch a little bit more from his days at Bama, but, um, it was, I saw some stuff against Bama that was rough, but like watching his 2021 game against Clemson, he got absolutely ragdolled a bunch of times, um, whiffed multiple times, uh, same thing against North Carolina that same year. Uh, Bama, it seemed like they used him in pass pro a lot less than uh, Georgia Tech did. So, um, like I said, I'll try to look more into that. But, uh, yeah, he it looked pretty rough for me. And, um, you know, at 200 pounds, you do have concerns about his ability to hold up in that regard. Um, but, yeah, I mean, aside from that, uh, and like you mentioned, he didn't, like, carry the load as much. Like, the most touches he had in a single gear was, like, 16 per game. Uh, and most yardage was 114 per game. So, again, if you compare that to Charbonnet, he was at, like, 23 touches and 168 yards, and Bijan was 23 touches and 158 yards. Um, so much more, like, workhorse roles for those guys. So um, I, I do see him, if he's not used much at the goal line and he can't be used in pass pro as much, um, I could see him kind of get pigeonholed into a role at the NFL. But he is going to be very good in that role. Um, so, yeah, Jameer Gibbs is my number three guy. Nice, nice. Yeah, no, I mean, I, again, I did see improvement in the past pro game at, at Alabama, you know, obviously better coaching and everything else there. Um, but uh, yeah, um, you know, so for number three, 
Sherry interested to hear who number three is, and I'm going to agree with you. I have a tier of three here, and Zach Charbonnet is number three. Good man. Coming in behind uh, Jameer Gibbs. I uh, didn't expect him to be here. Honestly, every person ranked past one and two here is completely different than what I thought it was going to be coming into the process. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, but Zach Sarbonet is the beginning of that, that surprise for me. Uh, but he's six, one, two twenty, big boy. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, Nate, Nate touched on a great, uh, number of things, but for as big as he is, uh, you know, you wouldn't expect him to be as capable as a pass catcher. Now those routes weren't necessarily, he wasn't doing, uh, too many diverse routes or anything. Most of it was behind the line. He had an average uh, depth of target of negative 1.7 yards. So most of the time he was getting it behind the yard, uh, behind the line of scrimmage. But uh, he did well. He caught the ball and he did well after the catch. Um, I mean, all the analytics are great on his side. Um, you know, I, I agree with you. I said he has the most power and contact balance in this class. Now, Bijan is great in those categories, mm. but I think that the Charbonnet uh, exceeds his his abilities in in those uh, singular categories, uh, mm. but uh, but yeah, when it comes to to power goal line, uh, you know that 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 sort of thing. Even the pass pro, he's really good at pass pro as well. So um, you know everything's great there. He had a breakout age of eighteen point six. Uh, he has a ninety six elusive rating, so not elusive rating, so not as elusive as Bijan and. Gibbs and a couple of other guys in this class, but it's still above average. So, mm. you know, for a guy uh, with his size, of course, Bijan's is off the charts and they weigh the same, but you know, <laughs> still for a guy, his size, uh, 896 is still impressive. And we got to stop comparing everybody else to Bijan because <laughs> he's insane. Know. He's insane. So let's just get that out of our head. But, uh, yeah, he's a uh, top 90% of missed tackles forced. And mo- a lot of those were power just like shedding arm tackles and, and just like guys not being able to get their arms around his big frame. Uh, and he had a uh, 5.9 career uh, rush yards per attempt. So, uh, you know, if you're getting six yards every time you touch the ball, I mean, I'm sure that number, that number will go down in the NFL, but still that's, that's a very high number and among the higher in this class. So, um, yeah, um, he, he transferred. So getting into some negatives, he transferred out of Michigan, um, after losing his job to Quorum and Haskins. Um, so, you know, always got to wonder, but there's a couple of guys in this class that happened to, um, you know, he, he got a lot of work his rookie year at, at Michigan and then his sophomore year, he kind of got phased out and transferred his last two years to UCLA. So, um, there's that, um, and he is a senior, um, everybody else in like my top, like six is, uh, is a junior, you know, coming out. So he's a year older than all these guys. Now he'll be 22 when he enters the league, he'll be about 22 and a half, but, um, you know, not not anything too crazy. There were some older running backs in this last class that it was a lot more worrisome. But just in comparison to these other guys, you know, in in running back years, a year and a half, you know, it is a lot. Uh, but uh, not much breakaway speed. Um, you know, it's less so even the Bijan. Uh, but you know, that's not his game. That's not what he needs to do. Uh, it's like, honestly, when he's running downfield, even if the safeties can catch him, uh, they still have a hard time bringing him down. You know, so so that's 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 really uh his his game there uh can run with a high pad level but i saw that more so in his his earlier years i watched some Mm -hmm. of his his michigan film and that was definitely an issue then Mm -hmm. um and it looked like it kind of uh, phased out more and especially more so this last year's senior year um then you know it's, it's interesting um 
we were upset when he decided to go back last mm. year to UCLA and we were like, man, he would have been like a top three RB in this last class. Like, what is he doing? But here he is for both of us here, a top three RB number two for you still in this class. So clearly he didn't make a wrong decision in that regard, other than the fact that he's a year older than everybody, but still yeah. he put on his best year, um, had seven yards per carry last year, 37 receptions. I think you mentioned all those uh, stats. So yeah, it's uh, uh and he only played 10 games, Um, you know, so, mm. so he did get nicked up at the end of the year, um, but uh, but yeah, to put up thirteen hundred yards rushing in ten games is 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 pretty great, and that's yeah. not even factoring in the three hundred yards receiving. But yeah, and um, I think anyways. he sat out. I think he sat out his bowl game as well. Um, so uh, so yeah, which also just to let y'all know, I've factored all that in into all these guys like dominator ratings, just because I don't feel like sitting out the bowl game. Like that's not something that happens in the NFL. So like I don't factor that into their dominator rating as far as unless you're Lamar Jackson. Uh, well, if you miss like a third of the season due to injury, then that's something else. But uh, I, know, I just meant sitting out the bowl game, like he said. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that's 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 fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, got his whole situation as well. But uh, yeah, no, I love a lot of what you said about Charbonnet. I'm glad we kind of saw a lot of the same things. I do think he definitely improved uh, even from his junior year. So um, yeah, he's he's gonna earn himself a nice paycheck come draft day. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you know, did swap swapping two and three there, but still not enough to to really be mad at each other yet. But let's see if that that I won't say anger, but let's see if that irritation increases as we go deeper in these ratings. So yeah. uh, Nate, I'll uh, pass it to you and let you give the number four running back. Okay, here's where it gets wild because I feel like a bunch of names from here on out, you like aren't exactly like interchangeable, but so many of these guys I could see becoming like the RB4 in this class. So um, yeah, it's, it's really tough to choose, but I'm going to go with a guy that I've liked for a while and he has a ton of incredible analytics and production going for him. And that is Sean Tucker out of Syracuse. Um, this guy is, yeah, he's kind of like an analytic stream. He's, you know, 21 years old, has a BMI over 30, uh, you know, Dominator rating was incredible. It was uh, 39 in his best year and 33% for his entire career. So the moment he stepped on the field as a freshman, he's been 33% of their offense. So uh, really able to carry the load. That's uh, what you like to see. Um, his best year, it's kind of more in line with Bijan and that he and uh, he averaged like 22 touches per game, 146 yards per game. So he can be a workhorse. Um, yeah, he uh, this last season wasn't as good as his, um, you know, sophomore campaign, his 2021 campaign, um, but still, you know, a damn good back. And uh, he has excellent bursts with like serious track speed. He explodes once the ball touches his hand. So I think he has legit four, three speed. So it'll be interesting to see um, where he ends up. I think he he could have the best speed score in the class. So that's another thing to watch. A uh, strong, compact frame. He's uh, 5'10", 210 pounds, uh, consistently falls forward and fights through initial contact. Um, already touched on his production. Uh, he's got a beautiful jump cut. He's a nightmare to deal with once he gets into the open field, um, changes direction very easily. Uh, he's got He's very light on his feet. Um, which is uh, probably from his track background, uh, has the ability to make some circus catches. Uh, saw that uh, against Virginia uh, in the fourth quarter. There was another one I saw in this film. Can't remember the exact play, but uh, yeah. Um, like I said, analytics are great. Uh, from every report I've seen at every interview, he's very high, you know, work ethic guy and, you know, kind of like, you know, sort of, 
you know, doesn't say much, doesn't do much, just, you know, a real lunch pail guy just gets into it, does his job. But um, yeah, in, in all seriousness, I don't think you have any worry about con- character concerns with him. Um, going into the negatives though, his film wasn't as good as I was hoping it would be going in. Um, like he can do a better job making the first man miss is one thing. Like I would like to see him get a bit stronger in his lower body and improve his balance a bit. Um, he needs to become a way more natural pass catcher. He dropped way too many balls and had too many body catches. Um, PFF had something where he dropped like 10 of his catchable balls throughout his career. So yeah, way too high of a rate. So he needs to improve that or he's just going to not get used in that way at all, which would be a waste of his speed and explosiveness. Um, and he also needs to improve as a pass blocker. Now he's definitely better than like Jamar Gibbs in this sense, but his technique is inconsistent and he had some whiffs when I was watching his film. So uh, definitely an area where he needs to improve. Um, and also just a bit more patience and could polish up his vision a little bit. So just kind of raw in several areas. And that's why, you know, I thought, you know, before going into this, that he might have a chance to be that RB two. Um, but I really just didn't see that when, when digging into his film, but like I said, production is fantastic. He's an incredible athlete. Uh, analytics are off the chart. So, um, be very interested to see what he does at the combine. But for right now, all that stuff leads me to put him at RB four. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's uh that's somebody I consider and somebody that I expected as well to be in my top three mm-hmm. uh going into you know last season. I thought this and 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 you know uh you know coming into the film process, I thought he'd 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 be you know higher than he ended up, but he is not number four for me. So you do have still still higher on Tucker. Um, I'm going to tell you, you, I'm going to be higher on this number four for sure. Uh, I, I don't think you're going to be as big a fan of him as I am, but it's Mr. Devin, a chain five, nine, 190 pounds needs a little bit more size, but outside of that, <laughs> outside of that, he is the fastest and most explosive back in this class. And in most classes, period, he might, he's going to run a four two. I mean, he, he was a track. Mm star and 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 i mean he he has explosion man and he is a true joy to watch uh i mean he is uh i'm really interested to see i think he's gonna run the fastest 40 in this class there's one other guy that i think could could compete with him but i you know um i'm really excited to see that 40 um he's a big play machine in the running and passing game he's very elusive uh difficult to hit uh head on his vision is very good uh, he's versatile as a pass catcher. Uh, he can obviously as a rusher, I uh, can line up all over the field. I saw him line up out wide. Um, and, and of course in the slot, um, he had an sec offense completely centered around him this last year. Uh, of course, you know, Isaiah Spiller, another guy I was high on, uh, <laughs> was, was there with him last year. So he didn't have quite the, you know, uh, dominator rating and everything. If you average it out over his career, but last year when he finally had the offense to himself, 38.9, uh, and one of the highest dominators anybody posted in any season in this class, uh, 6.4, uh, rush yards per attempt, a 107 elusive rating. So, uh, higher than everybody, but Bijan that we've mentioned so far, um, uh, 3.9, uh, 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 yards after contact so again like you expect him he's small oh he's not going to get that that's that's a really high yards after contact so i mean he's 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 doing the best he can with the size that he has he had an 11 percent target share his senior year which is one of the highest in this class so just mm. that that shows uh you know how um 
you know, serious of a of a weapon they and how much they relied on him. Um, but he he definitely has um like upside that I think few possess in this class. And by the way, he returned punts and kicks off, kickoffs in in college. So there there might be a team that drafts him uh, for that reason. And if you get punt kickoff return yards in fantasy, uh, that's just a little extra. And yeah, you know, a lot of times if he's not on the field right away, you know, at least he can start out and have that role. But I do think he will be on the field right away. Um, negatives, obviously, the size is a big concern. I don't think he'll ever be a quote unquote three down back. I think there'll always be a guy there with him. I understand that. But there's guys like Tony Pollard and like now look, Austin Eckler's become a three down back, but that's not how he started off. Most of his career, he's been that guy as well, and they still are fantasy superstars. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, even as low, I think his his low completely low upside comp like his minimum that he's gonna obtain is like a naeem hines level who's been a top 24 running back multiple seasons so uh, that kind of player is not something to be slept on just because they aren't on the field all three downs when they can be as efficient with the work that i think they're gonna get um pass blocking another thing it's just it's not that he doesn't he he does he did puts more effort in than a lot of backs in this class. There's some backs that I'll get into later that I knocked him pretty hard, uh, but obviously the size you know makes it so that there's there's better pass blockers in this class certainly. Um, doesn't have it, you know a lot of power to his game as far as goal line work and 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 even this year a lot of times I mean he had eight touchdowns on the ground, but a lot of times those were from from further out. Um, and you know while pass catching was a good part of his game and he was heavily relied on. Um, he was more efficient as a runner. His pass catching wasn't as efficient, um, as, as, uh, you know, you'd like it to be, but that being said, he was getting targeted so often the deep and, and rushing so often the defense is pretty much new. Just like when you're playing Texas A&M key in on Devin a chain and he's still to put up 1100 yards in 10 games. So, uh, and that's in, in 200, uh, pass catching uh, or receiving yards. So yeah, you know, this guy's a serious beast. Uh, I know that people will knock him for his size, but just the film, the explosiveness, the speed, it is rare enough that I'm willing to give him 10 pounds or so. And with the expectation that maybe he can put on a little bit of weight and not lose uh, too much of that elite speed that he has. But uh, Devon A-Chain is going to be, I'm sorry, Devin A-Chain is going to be my number four running back. Yeah, you're not going to like where I put him. (laughs) Yeah, that's all right. I'm glad we'll have somebody. To, he, he did to, make to the top forward. 12. He did make that's the good. top 12. I, he, he better have, certainly. He, but, uh, it, it wasn't, it was close, but he I'll, did make I'll be it. interested to hear your reasons outside of his size, but, uh, but, but outside yeah, so of like almost no one his size ever has been successful in the NFL as a running back. I don't think successful is a good, good word to use. I think like a three down, like maybe top 12 RB or something is fair. And, uh, you know, maybe he won't be, but I think he'll be a very valuable fantasy option. And if he can get to 200 pounds, like, I mean, if he were the same weight as Gibbs, I would honestly put him ahead of Gibbs. Let me put it that way. So, yeah, so he's 185 pounds. That's a 15 so what, pound difference. That's what he, that's what sports reference or whatever has him at. But Texas that's A&M what Texas A&M has, A&M has it at. Is 180 oh, pounds. I have it at 190, and my 
my analytics page here says 190, but that's fine. We'll see what he weighs in at the combine. That's why it's really nice. The combine will be happening next week. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, five pounds isn't going to make or break me too hard. But I, I am thinking that he'll be at least 190 and hopefully a little closer to 200 at the combine. And that'll put some people's fears, uh, you know, away. But anyways, that is my number four running back. Fair enough. I knew that you would have him lower. Uh, but uh, I'll let you go ahead and, and take number five here. That's okay. I'm also going to go with a my guy at uh, number five, and I didn't expect this to be a my guy at all. This guy rose a ton for me in this process, uh, but man, I, I could not put him any lower than this, and it is for me, Tajay Spears out of Tulane comes in at number five. Dude, this guy was incredibly impressive. Like, the film, just like it, like... <laughs> it's the moments that I really enjoy this process because you just watch something and you go, Oh, Oh. And you just start smiling. Cause like you've actually found a, a gym, a diamond in the rough, but yeah, I mean, he is uh sorry, let me go over to his scouting uh, report here. Um, yeah. Really impressive burst and speed. He can take the distance uh, and had a lot of experience doing so, especially those last two years. Uh, he's a nightmare in the open field. Um, excellent change of direction. Can plant a foot and cut at speed without losing much momentum. Um, made several Cincinnati players look absolutely ridiculous uh, this last year with some nasty dead legs in a row. Um, can also make you miss in a phone booth. He's fantastic. at If there's a linebacker in the hole, he's going to make him miss or he's going to make him take a bad angle and not get a clean shot. So uh, he has excellent vision both behind the line of scrimmage and in the open field. Um, saw some examples of that against UCF this last year, but uh, does a great job reading blocks and angles. Uh, he's got soft hands and got some big old mitts. Uh, measured in at the senior bowl with 10-inch hands, which is insanely big for a running back, especially his size, uh, which I should mention. He's 5'9 and a half, uh, 204 pounds, measured in at the senior bowl. So, um, yeah, he's uh, like 29.7 BMI, so that's good to see there. Um, redshirt junior, but, uh, he's still only 21 years old right now. Um, yeah, the analytics look good, uh, scored once every 14 touches, one of the best rates in the class. Um, his final eight games of this season, he rushed for over 120 yards in all of them. Um, really high effort player fights for every inch. I mean, I could go on and on, uh, senior bowl practice player of the week as well. He looked really impressive there. Um, so yeah, I mean, this last season at over, uh, over 1,800 yards and 21 touchdowns, incredibly productive. Um, so, yeah, he can carry the load. He can do everything well. Um, and, yeah, I have – yeah, I, he – I could see him rising up this list for me, uh, definitely to the RB4 spot and maybe if he does well enough at the combine higher. But, yeah, I think RB4 is probably the highest. But um, incredibly impressed with him. Uh, he is a tad undersized, so I'd still like to see him – add like five pounds would be ideal but even at his size like i said he has a very good bmi he's he breaks contact constantly um it was uh, contact in the american conference for a lot of that but uh honestly he played his best games against the best competition so uh he his last th three games of this last year was against ucf uh they were number 22 ranked at the time cincinnati 24 and USC uh, which was the number 10 team and he destroyed all three of them like over 195 yards in all three games he absolutely annihilated them um, so yeah he, he played his best games against the best competition so I uh, yeah aside from that uh, the only other negative is he had an ACL tear in 2020 that's why he wasn't as productive his redshirt freshman year 
Um, so I, I read some reports that there are uh, scouts that could be concerned about his long-term health of his knee. So combine medicals will be um, more noticeable for him than most. So keep an eye on that. Um, but that's really all I had for negatives on this guy. I mean, he, he blew me away uh, in this process. So yeah, Tajay Spears rose up to RB5 for me. Yeah, here's the point where we are starting to diverge. But let me say this. For me, it really is true that four through nine, uh, their draft capital landing spot, all of that, they're completely subject to change because there are mm -hmm. a lot of – it's like, you know, I agree that there is kind of a top three and then everybody else. There's a lot of good running backs that are good at certain things, and it's just a matter of what teams want it uh, and, and what situations they land in. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I, I won't fight you too hard there, but yeah, we are going to have some different rankings here. Mm -hmm. So it's starting to get fun, uh, here at number five, I have somebody that I had no expectation of being a top five running back in this class. Mm -hmm. And it's Mr. Kendra Miller, mm. uh, out of TCU, uh, six foot, 220 pounds. Uh, you know, he was a complete workhorse last year, 225 carries, hundred and basically 1400 yards one one yard short of it uh that's a 6.2 yards per carry clip 16 touchdowns on the ground and he had a little bit of pass catching uh 16 receptions for 116 yards on this uh, as well so uh he has prototype size great power and impressive elusive elusiveness super impressive elusiveness in fact top three elusive rating in the class it's crazy how well his feet move, how well he makes guys miss in a phone booth. Like for a 220 pound running back, I mean, second to only Bijan in this class. Like there's nobody at this size that moves like this uh, in, in those tight areas. So that's something I really like to see and really value. Um, yeah, among the best in class and in contact balance and body control, it's really hard to bring him down. Uh, you know, doesn't, doesn't have any glaring weaknesses traits wise. He has good speed. He has good burst. Now there's guys that have better traits, but nothing there is like lacking. Um, uh, always, always making the first man miss. I miss his, his, his elusiveness. Uh, and, uh, he takes positive yards on most plays. Very rarely did I see him, see him get blown up, uh, or make wrong decisions that, that, you know, ended up in, in a loss of yardage. Um, is uh capable in the pass catching game he has potential to develop into a three down role i honestly think there's only three guys that i'm confident could be three down running backs and they are b john um uh zach charbonnet and kendra miller i mean when mm -hmm. what we consider three down running mm -hmm. backs i mean I think, yeah. I think these guys they'll obviously i have two other guys ranked higher than kendra still but yeah you know i think he has the potential to develop into that because his pass blocking is pretty good it's just the catching isn't supernatural and he will have to develop so it's not something i consider a strength but it's something that he 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 looked uh like it, it, it it's like is it there or is it not there? It could be there. Like, it's not that it, he's completely missing that. So um, he averaged 6.7 uh, rush yards per attempt throughout his career, which is sick. Uh, 124 elusive rating, which I mentioned is one of the highest in the class. Uh, and he had 3.8 uh, uh, yak, uh, you know, uh, yards after contact, which is 0.1 less than Devon Aching. Well, let's just remember with him being 30 pounds less. But anyways, uh, so yeah, uh, this isn't about Aching, it's about Miller. He is a beast. He is my RB5. I had no expectation of him being this high. Um, here's my negatives. He's good at most skills, like I mentioned, but he does lack elite status in really any of them except uh, maybe like uh, elusiveness for his size, um, you know, uh, but 
um, he's still good at everything. So it's, 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 um, you know, just nothing that really stands out and says that is his trait, you know, um, only had one season of carrying the, the load and good stats. Uh, you know, he had Zach, uh, Evans, um, who, uh, you know, transferred largely due to him. Um, and so he finally got to take over the backfield and have his real elite season last year and doubled his stats of his second highest season last year. Um, he, uh, lacks production and route diversity in the passing game. I kind of mentioned that, um, and he needs to land in a role with little competition to reach his upside. I think, like, I think there's guys, like I said, that are going to have better, that there's probably going to be on his, a guy on his team that's faster than him, or, uh, maybe they have a power back that has a little bit more power, you know, but he's just a good combination of all of those things. So, you know, I feel like he needs to land in like a Damian Pierce situation where there's really nobody there and he can have the full workload and and to be the the three down running back that I mentioned. But that being said, I still think his floor is pretty high. Um, I still think they'll have a role and he will be featured in offense, uh, you know, right away. I think he's NFL ready uh, his rookie year. So Kendra Miller, RB5. Yeah, we may be a little closer than you think because this man comes in at my RB6. Um, a lot of what you said I agree with, uh, especially it's interesting you mentioned the elusiveness rating because I didn't have that. You know, I didn't know that, but I, I had written down he makes the first man miss at an impressively high rate. Um, mm-hmm. So it's fun when the the film and the analytics match up. But uh, yeah, he's I also wrote down he's an angry runner. He constantly fights for extra yardage. He has a high motor. Um, ne- legs never stop churning, always falls forward. You mentioned his 3.8 yards after contact, which I do have to mention. You need to remember in these like and I'm not saying you specifically, but like like if Devon A. Chain breaks one tackle at the one yard line and then rips off 75 more yards to the end zone, all that gets counted as yards after contact. It's not like right, right, he's doing right. it consistently on every play better than Kendra Miller is because that's definitely not the case when you turn on the film. But uh, still, it's impressive for A. Chain. Um, but yeah, I uh, yeah he had a knack for finding the end zone, scored once every 14 touches. So yeah, really good there. Uh, you mentioned he was efficient with his touches as well. Um, he had good vision, decisive runner with good vision. Um, also, I wrote down in his strengths that he has youth. Uh, he's uh, not even 21 yet and turns 21 in June. So, uh, yeah, I think he's the second youngest running back in this class. So, um, yeah, really good to see there, which means he does have some room to develop. And like you said, I think he immediately can come in and play first and second downs uh, for a team. And then I think he can grow into a, a three down role uh, if he meets his potential. But um, in the negatives, so you kind of touched on it, but it does have like a kind of average athleticism. Uh, if he blows up the combine, he's definitely going to move up. But uh, yeah, I didn't see that on film. Um, wasn't used a ton in the passing game. I saw him do some good things, uh, you know, catch the balls pretty well, but uh, he just didn't have a ton of experience there. Um, and like you said, was only the lead RB for one year. So, um, yeah, other than that, not a whole lot to discount the guy for. He's, he was a really good prospect. So, um, yeah, good, good, good call there. All right. Well, my RB six is a guy that you have already mentioned and it's Mr. Sean Tucker. And again, I expected him to be higher. Uh, but this is where the film led me. This is where my brain and my heart led me. Uh, and it's tough seeing him here. Definitely thought he, he was, uh, you know, RB2, RB3 material, but, um, and he could be when it's all said and done. We'll see. This is just, just pre-draft, uh, for a pre-combine analysis, but, uh, 510, 209, uh, Nate mentioned a lot of his strengths. 
Um, among the fastest and most explosive backs um, in the class, you know, I know I've said that for a couple of other guys, but I think, you know, he's one of those top three, four guys. It's hard to tell the difference watching film between the like 0.100 or 100th of a second. Uh, you know what I mean? So that's why the combine's nice, but I definitely think he's among the the speed jumped off the the pay the the, the green more than than most. Um very quick and nimble footwork. Um, you know, he's he's about 210, but uh kind of has the footwork of a of a smaller guy, and and that's a good thing. Uh great body control. Um offense has been centered around him for two years. There's not too many guys that have had two years of a uh, thousand yard plus seasons. And he had one season where he almost had, uh, you know, 1500 rush yards and he had 250 pass yards. So, I mean, complete a monster as far as the stats and production. Uh, he does have route running and pass catching ability. You mentioned he had some drop issues and definitely has some worries there, but he, you know, had 36 receptions last year, 20 the year before and 250 yards both years. So that's stats wise more than most. And obviously he was sitting around his offense enough that he got more chances than most. But that Mm -hmm. being said, you know, there were times, there were some really pretty passing plays where he'd take a screen and take it to the house or, you know, run an angle route and, 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 you know, end up getting a touchdown off of it. So, um, you know, I definitely think, um, it's there. It just needs to be honed. Um, has a lot of dynamic moves in his bag. It's fun to watch. Uh, you know, he's, he's got jukes, he's got spins, uh, it's, uh, you know, stiff arming people. It's, it's, he always seems to try to differentiate the moves that he's throwing out at people throughout the game. Um, he had a breakout age of, uh, of 18, uh, point. He was almost 19, but it was his first year. So that's all that really matters. Mm. Um, 2.2, uh, yards per team play, which is the highest among the class. Uh, so that's, that's really good. His, uh, dominator rating in his highest season was, uh, or yeah, it was 33.8%. Um, and his, uh, he had a 14% target share in his highest season. So obviously, like I mentioned, uh, as far as, uh, the amount that he, um, you know, produce for his offense, mm-hmm. he's up there among the top of the class but mm. uh, some negatives his contact balance is not great uh it's mm. seemingly easy to bring him down um sucked at pass protection in 2021 and was used much less in that role in 2022 i didn't mm-hmm. see him in a lot of pass catching uh, roles in his 2022 footage so uh, i think they kind of took him off the field because of how bad he sucked in 2021 so i think that's going to be an issue uh, but he still you know obviously can catch the ball uh, but that is a liability uh as you know i didn't see anything to show me otherwise in 2022 really um he okay my least favorite thing about watching his film he just accelerates. He has great acceleration, but it doesn't matter when you accelerate directly into fucking linemen mm. or like it's, it's, it happens so often. Like it's like the hole is, you know, three feet to your left and he just puts yeah. his head down and runs and, or the lineman moves a little bit as he's running and now he's hitting the lineman. So yeah. he needs to keep his eyes uh, on uh, up. Uh, he's not super shifty. Once he does have his full speed going, it doesn't seem like he can shift gears and, 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 and break down and cut very well, or at least very quickly. Um, so, you know, that, that was, but yeah, just seeing him, it was like, he had a jet pack. It was like just a jet pack into the lineman. Like I, mm. I, I've watched, you know, a dozen plays of that. And I was, that was one thing that just concerned me. Uh, and yeah, he also, like you mentioned, had a very concerning drop rate. Um, not sure if he has enough power to really be a three down back. 
Um, but he can be a feature back. Um, but the thing is, is if he doesn't clean up his passing game and he can't be a three down back, it's going to be hard to, you know, really reach his upside. But um, he does have elite speed um, and elite burst. And if he can put it together, uh, he can be, you know, he should have been one of the best running backs in this class. But, um, you know, obviously playing at Syracuse, I'm going to give him a little bit of credit. He probably played on a worse line and a worse team. And his team was worse his senior year than his junior year. But that being said, um, you know, he wasn't super efficient. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 uh, when when you get a lot of volume, a lot of times the efficiency does go down, though. So it's mm -hmm. it's it's hard to know how to. um, Yeah, really, because, you know, that there's elite talent there. It's just it didn't seem like it was put together on the field um, all the time. And there were games where he was shut out. So yeah. and um, I do think this last year he suffered a little bit from there's no other stars on the team, like unlike Gibbs or Charbonnet, like there's no other guy there so he like all the defenses just key in on him but yeah no i, I don't really just for a chain huh yeah yeah to an extent they i mean they had the number one recruiting class in the nation so i think they had a little bit more talent than syracuse but yeah I can, i'll give you that as far as offensive weapons but no i'll give you that i'll give it the hog mollies up there at texas a&m are better than the than the ones they got there. That's for at, damn sure. Syracuse. <laughs> yeah, Syracuse offensive line was rough. Um, but uh, yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said there. Um, okay, who, who's next? You next? I'm next. I mean, at this point, you know, well, we're just, saying we're saying different guys every yeah, time. Yeah, we'll just so. keep going until we say the same names. Yeah. So um, go ahead. All right. Yeah, number seven for me, Mister Tank Bigsby out of Auburn. Uh, yeah, for a while, I thought he'd be higher than I thought he'd be lower um, before really doing deep dive into his film because I'm not super impressed with the long speed and whatnot. Um, and the R the Auburn running backs have kind of been cursed as of late. But um, yeah, I mean, honestly, when, when you turn on the tape, he plays in a on a dog shit team and he carries that team. Uh, he, he does a very good job. Like teams know he's getting the ball. But he's a very strong runner with ideal size. He's six foot two thirteen. Um, wish he was a little bit thicker. He's a little light in the BMI range at twenty eight point nine, but still, you know, plenty big enough. Uh, and obviously has no lack of power. He lives up to his first name. He is incredibly hard to bring down. Um, pretty much almost always falls forward. He's uh, a main thing about him that surprised me with, you know, how much power he uses. He has great lateral agility, way better than most guys his size, but uh, he makes some impressive jumps, jump cuts, can bounce outside way quicker than most uh, linebackers think. And uh, it allows him to get to the edge faster than someone his speed, you know, you, you would expect. So um, his cuts are really quick and explosive. So that's really good to see. Um, he does show some you know, decent speed and more so burst uh, with his size. Uh, showed that off against uh, South Carolina in 2020 and quite a few other games, but that's just the game I had written down. Um, but he also has good vision. He, he sees cutback lanes well. He sets up his blocks uh, good in the open field. Uh, he sees people coming near him and, you know, sets them up as well and has a plan of attack when he is in the open field. So some guys kind of just run with abandon, whereas he's like planning his moves ahead and, and orchestrating what he's going to do. So um, three years of good production at Auburn. He was over 19% dominating dominator rating in every season. Um, so in 27% in his best season. So really good there. Um, yeah. And like I mentioned, just kind of carried the team. 
Um, so yeah, 21 years old, a lot, a lot of nice things to like, uh, as far as the weaknesses go, the Auburn RB curse, I'm just going to mention it. I don't, you know, you can't judge a person off of helmet scouting, but, um, I do think he suffers a little bit from what of some of what is the curse? It's, I mean, I know it's carry on and, and is there's, oh, uh, they haven't had a good running back in the NFL for God knows how long. Dude. Okay. But there's not like we've like thought multiple ones were good. It's just, they like never, yeah, I mean like Cadillac game. Williams, everyone thought was going to be fantastic in the NFL. Okay. Um, okay with the, with Michael the Dwyer, I think was another one. Like there, there've been a few that have come through, but uh, carry on Johnson was one that bit me personally. Um, but yeah. I do think he suffers a little bit from what carry on did in just that he lacks elite athleticism. Um, he's not super explosive and, and doesn't have that top gear. Um, so it can take him a little while to get uh, to edge runs, especially if they're to the long side of the field. Um, and he only scored a touchdown once every 24 touches. Now, some of that is the crappy offense he was on, but uh, some of that is just he's not as explosive as these other guys. Um, also, uh, it fumbles too much. I had seven career fumbles, which is once every 86 touches, which was on, you know, one of the worser rates in this class. So, um, yeah, he needs to improve that, um, likely won't be used much in the passing game due to his inefficiency there. It's just, you know, his yards per reception is kind of not great. Uh, he's not bad as a patch cast, pass catcher, but it's just on an NFL team. He's definitely not going to be the best one on the team. So, um, don't think it'll be used much in that regard but I do think he can be a very good first and second down runner. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's about all I have to say on him. So Tank Bigsby, he comes in at RB7 for me. Yeah, all right. Well, um, I do not have Tank Bigsby at RB7. Ooh, goody. I have Zach Evans coming in at RB7. So uh, he's 5'11". He looked. I don't know where this 185, 195, he's 215. That's what he's listed at. If you watch him run, that is not a fucking 185 pound running back. <laughs> like, like, like I, I, there's somewhere where somebody missed, I think it's sports reference. I'm not sure where it is. I don't want to say somewhere that it's wrong, but uh, it's, it's, you know, he is not no 185. He's 215, at least 210. But I mean, he's I think it was TCU that had him listed at 195 or something like that last year, some some low weight last year. So now nah, on um, Ole Miss, it's like 210 or 215. When I was watching the, T uh, I mean, when I was watching the TCU film, I still thought he looked big. I'd yeah, yeah. No, I don't think small, he's so. ever like. I, I don't think he's played at one ninety five since he was in high school. But I will be interested to see his weight just to put this shit to rest because there are analysts out there that are saying that he's one ninety five. So, um, yeah. But anyways, I digress. Um, you know, uh, he has a rare combination of burst and acceleration along with physicality. It's honestly, it's a joy to watch him run the ball because he just punishes these motherfuckers. Like he, he, he literally just ran again. Maybe there's, maybe you should be more elusive and, you know, but it's fun. It's more fun. A lot of times to just watch a guy run over somebody. And that's what he's looking to do. He puts a red dot on the defender's chest and barrels his head into it. Um, he uh, is a very efficient runner. In fact, the most efficient runner in this class as far as his uh, career rush yards per attempt, uh, which is at 6.89. So almost seven yards every time he touched the ball. At both This is throughout his career at both teams. So uh, incredibly efficient. Um, has a high gear that allows for, for big playability. Um, 22.9% of rushes went for more than 10 yards. That is by far the highest. Bijan's is at 15%. 
So literally almost a fourth of this guy's rushes, he's getting you a first down plus. Like that's 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 really awesome to see. Um, he is a great runner. Fits it would be best in his own run scheme. Uh, that's kind of what he was at in Old Miss, and uh, he's really patient behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, good vision identifies the hole. He's a one cut runner, and he accelerates. You know through gets vertical. Um, you know uh, he has a one ten elusive rating. Uh, 4.2 uh, y- yards after contact. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yards after contact. Um, and then he also has a uh, uh, 12 yards per catch. Uh, um, yards after the reception. So, uh, so yeah. And he was a five star prospect coming out. So there's a lot of analytics that are on his side there. Again, I mentioned the most efficient runner, 6.89 career rush yards per attempt. Um, here's the negatives. He was never able to secure a feature role. So, look, I think a lot of people have this idea. And, look, I do have Kendra ranked two spots higher. But uh, a lot of people have this idea that Kendra, like, beat him out. Like, he still got slightly more carries and had slightly better stats than Kendra. But it was as close to 50-50 as it can be. So, I think he, you know, transferred... Uh, hoping he could take a full backfield to himself, but unfortunately, a man by the name of Quinshawn Judkins came and took the put up almost fifteen hundred yards total uh, for for Ole Miss. So that did kind of make it so the Zach Evans never could put up a thousand yard rushing season. He had over a thousand yards total this year, but he had nine hundred thirty six, so right there at it. But still incredibly efficient for the touches he got. He only had one hundred and forty four which is his career high. So he doesn't have a lot of tread on the tire, so that could be seen as a good thing, but it could also be seen as he kept going to places where people were better than him. My biggest knock on a man is his pass blocking. His effort on pass blocking is atrocious. I saw one block where he threw a shoulder and knocked the guy on his ass. That was great. Everything else I saw was just standing there, not even trying to go after the guy. Guys whiffing by him like a turnstile, like just a liability uh, as a pass blocker. And he's not a good enough pass catcher. I mean, he caught 12 receptions last year, uh, 10 receptions a year before. He's not, he's not a very good pass catcher. He does. I mean, he drops balls. He looks awkward when he catches it. Uh, I don't think he's going to be used in that sense at all. And that's kind of the first back that I've mentioned that I don't see much pass catching upside for. So that was a big knock on him. I just think his pass blocking shit, his, his pass catching isn't really good. There were times where I literally saw Jackson Dart like stare at him and it was like he was open and he didn't throw it to him. And I could only imagine it was because he was just like he's bad when he did throw it to him. Or Jackson Dart is bad. Well, Jackson Dart's also bad, but but that's that's a story for another day. So um, but anyways, yeah, he doesn't have the agility to make people miss. He does it more with power. Like I mentioned, he just bulldozes through people, but it's he's really good doing it. And obviously his elusive rating is still uh 110 it's higher than most so uh you know it's not not an issue but he doesn't do it with agility he doesn't have side to side lateral quickness um and uh yeah it's like i'm not convinced that he lost his job to miller like i mentioned but he definitely lost a job to Jutkins. like Jutkins is i mean he Jutkins usurped him 100 his freshman mm-hmm. year now Jutkins could be a completely rare next Bijan talent no you know we'll see how it goes but but at the same time, uh, you know, you don't like to see that when the the guy that transfers to the school to take over the backfield still can't do it. But that's a lot of people's biggest knock on him. And the fact that I just think the pass catching is not there for him uh, is is why he's at number seven. But as a runner, I think he's among some of the best in the class. Yeah, um, 
I will just jump straight into him because he is by number eight running back. So it's good timing. Uh, I struggle with this so much. Him and the next two guys, I interchange several times, but I'll stick with him here just because his listed weight at Ole Miss is 215 pounds. And if he comes in at six foot, 215 pounds, that's pretty impressive because um, one thing I think is interesting here is like we we seem to see a little bit different things with him. So I honestly thought I put that his change of direction was great. I thought he was a really smooth athlete that had quick feet and was dangerous in space. So um, his change of direction was something I, I actually saw as a strength. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know five star recruit like you said who had the size, speed, and athleticism that you'd want. Um, I do think he has all the tools needed to be a three down NFL back. Um, I thought his hands out of the backfield were a little bit better. And I honestly, his, his efficiency out of the backfield was awesome. I mean, it's like almost 11 yards per reception throughout his career. So he did a lot with the ball in his hands. Um, and I thought, you know, he definitely has a lot of room to improve as a pass blocker. I'd, you know, put that he needs to polish up his technique and whatnot, but I, I did see enough good reps where I thought he was, he was solid enough or at least average in that regard. Um, so not like a massive strength for him, but I didn't see it as, you know, a particular weakness. Um, for his weaknesses though, is, uh, like you say, he never played a whole season as lead RB. He didn't get beat out by Kendra Miller as much as like he, he missed half the season with turf toe. He only played mm-hmm. six games that year, and like in those six games, that's right. That's yeah, important context. Yeah, he um, had as much stats as Kendra had for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In those six games, he averaged uh, 130 yards per game. Um, so yeah, he was absolutely getting after it. He was averaging 17 touches per game, and he didn't really need more than that because he was averaging seven yards per carry. Um, right. So yeah, he was incredibly efficient. So yeah, he didn't really lose his role as much as get hurt. But you do wonder if he does have the ability to carry the load because he really hadn't shown that. Um, his dominator rating, his best year is only 17%. So that's the lowest out of any of the guys we've mentioned so far. Um, I mentioned that he runs too high or noted that he runs too high. Um, saw too many runs where his pad level wasn't low enough on contact and it cost him extra yardage. Um, I, I did put that he runs out of bounds like a bitch. And that is word for word my note here uh, because I saw like four, five examples of it. Um, there, I mean, two of them of note was like second quarter against Arkansas and then third quarter against Auburn both this past year. But yeah, it's, it frustrated the hell out of me. So um, I do, you know, there are some character concerns about him coming from his recruiting days and stuff like that and kind of, you know, being really flip-floppy and then, you know, getting suspended by his, his high school senior season. Um, and, yeah, just so just something to keep an eye on. Uh, one of my big knocks on him was he has butterfingers, man. He fumbled once every 64 touches, which is bad, like one of the worst in this class. So, yeah, um, he has got to clean that up if he wants to get used as a three-down back at the next level. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's that's about it. Uh, that's about it I had for Evans. But, um, yeah, a lot of good strengths, has a lot of, you know, good upside with his background and his, um, you know, five-star pedigree. So, um, yeah, he did come in at number eight for me, but I'm very interested to see his combine performance. Yeah, for sure. And again, they were still in this range where these guys, I mean, Zach Evans could end up at RB4, you know, um, probably not three, but he could end up as high as RB4 for me. Mm-hmm. It really is going to do the combine will tell me a lot. And then, of course, the draft will be the biggest factor. But um, yeah, so six, seven, eight for me. I'm about to get in number eight, but all three of these guys, six was Tucker, seven was Zach Evans and number eight here. All of them 
I totally expected to be ranked higher. And so mm -hmm. this is just kind of how it, how it, how the cards landed, but tank Bigsby does come in at number eight for me. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I feel like there was this, I had this idea. Maybe it was just me. You can speak to this idea that he was this big, huge mauler or something, mm -hmm. uh, but he's, he's two, 208 pounds. I mean, it's not that he's like tiny, but, um, you know, he's not, not huge. Uh, I think they had him listed at 213 this year. I think he put on five pounds. This okay. Last okay. Year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And again, combine will be nice so that we yeah, can all yeah. be from the same sources for weight, but yeah, these mean, numbers are all going to change. Even still, I came into the process before I guess scouting, just thinking, Oh tank. And I'd watch a little bit of film on him, but I was like, yeah, he's like 220, 225. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. That's, that's, you know, not the case. Mm -hmm. Um, a little bit smaller. Uh, so yeah, it's not, you know, I feel like it's cause his name is tank. That's what people kind of, it's mm -hmm. like, Oh, he runs like a tank, but that's not how he runs. He has a rare combination of vision, contact balance, strength, and speed. Like they're all there. All the NFL traits you need are there. Um, he was named sec freshman of the year. Um, and was also a sprinter and a long jumper. So he's a like all around athlete. Like he has good speed. Like I feel like, you know, being a sprinter, you can't, you got to have elite speed and it's not, you're not like some plotting power back. You know what I mean? Um, uh, he's a very patient runner, willing to wait for the hole to open, uh, changes directions quickly. Uh, you know, um, very good footwork. You, I think you mentioned he had good feet as well. Um, he was the centerpiece of an SEC offense, a bad one, but also, you know, him and a chain, I value that a lot. Like mm -hmm. they're playing against almost every week, NFL players, yep. future NFL players. So, you know, there's not really any other conference that you can feel as confident saying that about, especially when it comes to defensive linemen, uh, linebackers, you know? Um, so, so yeah, it really is a uh, tank, a chain, uh, these sec runners, they do even, even Jamar Gibbs last year in uh, Alabama, you know, I'm giving them all a little bit of an sec bump. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, you know, the fact that he was able to, uh, to, you know, be the centerpiece of a sec offense for two years, nothing to sneeze at really three years, uh, you know, his freshman year, I wouldn't mm -hmm. say it was the centerpiece, but he was, you know, very good. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, pass catching ability makes him ver versatile um, for roles in the NFL. He had 30 receptions last year. Um, not super efficient with them, but it's still like it's not a uh, negative for him. So he can really be used. At, I think he could possibly develop into a three down back, but I, I don't really know. There are some negatives I have that obviously made me put him at eight. Um, analytics wise, he had a breakout uh, age of 19. It was his first year though. Elusive rating of 103. So a little bit close to that average, but still above average. Um, and uh, his uh, he had a 13.6 in his best best season target share and uh, uh, 3.7 career rush yards uh, after contact. So, mm. Um, you know, he's, uh, all those are very good analytics and point definitely in the right direction. Um, things I don't like about him decreased in efficiency and overall stats, but just like in yards per carry and everything. Uh, well, actually, uh, 2021, he, he did increase a little bit from 21, 22, but it's from his freshman year. Uh, he never matched his freshman year. And as far as efficiency as a runner, um, he, uh, Showed good hands, but his route diversity was limited. He had a negative 1.7 a dot average depth of target as well. Um, and, uh, you know, he has good acceleration and second gear, but I didn't really see a third gear, like speed all the way to the house type gear, kind of mm. like Bijan in a way. I mean, I mm. described their speed. I mean, I think that Bijan's a little, he's going to run faster, but, 
Um, I just, you know, Bijan doesn't really have that third breakaway gear. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I feel similar about tank, um, and size, you know, doesn't quite match his play style. Um, you know, he does run, you know, with, with power and it's impressive, but again, I just feel like there's this idea, like the community thinks that he's a different running back than he is. And, um, you know, I'd like to see him put on an extra 10 pounds without losing too much of his speed, uh, in the NFL. And I really think that would uh, unlock a next level for him, but, um, but yeah, you know, um, this is a guy I expected, you know, we, we, going back to freshman year, is it, is it tank Bigsby or is it Bijan Robinson? You know, that was the big argument and uh, you know, how the mighty have fallen coming in at number eight, number seven for you. But um, you know, obviously this is still subject to change, but just based off the tape, this is where I had to have them. Um, and, uh, and, and, and yeah, so uh, that is uh, what I got to say for my number eight, Mr. Tank Bigsby. Oh boy. Well, I can get into my number nine guy. And if this guy had done what he did against SEC competition, he would be much, much higher on this list. Because I got but the put... guy they did do it against SEC competition. Uh no, I'm gonna put <laughs> Dwayne McBride because okay. he's not a midget. Uh yeah, now Dwayne McBride, incredibly impressive. Uh you, you did mention that Zach Evans had the highest uh, yards per carry out of any of these guys. I do have to correct you because he was the only one that had better. Uh 7.3 career yards per carry, which is stupid. Um, it was 7.4 his final year where he was just an absolute animal over 1700 rushing yards in 12 games. Um, so that his total yards per game this uh, last year was 144, which is fantastic. Uh, 20 touches per game. So carries the load really well. Um, he is 5'11, 215 pounds, played for UAB. Uh, should probably mention that. Uh, 30 BMI. So that's, that's good to see there. Um, big back who's incredibly hard to bring down. Uh, first defender rarely ever gets him on the ground. He averaged a ridiculous 4.6 yards after contact per attempt uh, this last season. Um, I don't think anybody in this class is beating that. Um, but also he did play in the conference uh, USA. So um, not exactly the top tier competition, but the competition that was there, he kicked the shit out of. Uh, his athleticism appears to be above average. He has the speed to break off long runs. Uh, seems to run out of gearing a little bit. Maybe it's he was getting gassed, but I saw that a couple times on film. So very interested to see what he actually runs at the combine. Um, has a nasty spin move. I saw that several times. It's he he likes to pull that one out. Um, very productive and efficient. One of the highest dominator ratings in this class at 28% for his career and 38% for uh, his best season. Um, runs with great forward lean and balance, helps him pull through arm tackles and uh, had a nose for the end zone. So he scored a touchdown on every 13.6 touches. So about under 14 touches, um, really good goal line back. So I think he'll excel at that uh, role at the next level. Uh, going into the weaknesses, uh, he has five career catches. <laughs> Uh, they didn't use him at all as a, a receiver. I just don't think that was his role in the offense or if they just don't throw to the running backs much anyway. But uh, yeah, so complete unknown as far as a receiver goes. Uh, I have seen some things. I think it was like Mel Kuyper said he's actually a really good receiver. And, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see how he does in the drills at the combine, you know, the gauntlet and some of the others where you have to, you know, quickly catch the ball without having a lot of time to think about it. So um, be interested to see how he does there. Um, one of the big knocks I had to put on a ball security 
fumbled once every 49 touches. Uh, worst fumble rate in this class. I mean, yeah, that's like if you're getting 15, 20 touches a game, you're fumbling like once every three games. That's unacceptable at the NFL level. That will get you benched in a hurry. Um, I'm, I, that's the lowest rate I've seen since we've been doing this podcast. So that is a big time weakness for him. He's got to clean that up. Um, lateral agility isn't nearly as good as some other guys, particularly like Tank Bigsby, who he's right around this level, or Zach Evans for that matter. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's more of a power runner. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, his competition wasn't great, but uh, yeah, mainly just receiving questions about his receiving ability, the competition, and ball security are, are the main weaknesses I had for him. But uh, yeah, his his production and what he showed on film was was pretty outstanding. So um, he could be another big riser from the combine. Well, that is the first uh, running back that I think um, I don't have in my top 12, but I will say he, Ooh. he, I was agonizing, but he is 13 for me. So he just missed the fact that he doesn't have pass catching upside and he fumbled so much. And I don't think he has speed or I mean, high end speed, um, you know, made me kind of question, okay, if you're just a two down running back and you're fumbling in the NFL, that's going to get you off the field really quick. So I'm glad you mentioned that. That was kind of what, when made me phase him out, but I totally agree that he, I mean, you know, is a worthy candidate um, for the top 12. And I know you have him at nine, so probably a little higher than I would consider him, but you know, 11, 12, I was definitely considering him for those spots there. So, uh, but that is the first, I guess, major, well, I mean, we, I guess one major disagreement is could be considered the next guy I'm about to get into. Um, Although I like him a lot. He's still in this four through nine range. They can jump, uh, you know, to different places, but you did have him ranked higher. I have Tajay Spears coming in at number nine, um, 5'10", 195. So I, it's interesting if, if he, if he is real quick, he measured in at 204 pounds at the senior bowl. So that's a okay, big okay. difference. That's good. That, that, so, so that's good. So, and, but I was going to say listed at 195, I have a chain at 190. We'll see what he does weigh out. But if there was a five pound difference, I mean, come on, man. But anyways, that's not the case, uh, but, but 203, that's, that, that's definitely good. That's eight pounds heavier. And again, I expect a chain to weigh more than, than 185, 190 at the combine. Cause that's what they do. But anyways, um, 1,581 yards last year. Goddamn, that is a lot of yards. Um, very ex- uh, explosive agility and speed uh, are all unique. Um, he runs well through contact despite his slider frame. Fantastic vision. Uh, rarely makes bad reads. Um, pass catching ability is present. I don't think it's special or anything too crazy, but it's there if 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 it needs to be and can be developed. Um, he's among the most efficient runners. You said he's, he was, I guess his career average was better than Zach Evans. Uh, oh, no, that was Dwayne McBride. Um, oh, I'm his, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Spears is right around Zach Evans. He was 6.8. So. Yeah. A little bit less. Right, yeah. right. But yeah. Um, so yeah, he's among the most efficient runners. I, Dwayne, Dwayne McBride was, was the omission I had. So thank you. But, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, his, uh, you know, uh, 156 elusive rating is the, Second Jesus. highest class. Yes, it is very, very high. It's double the average. So, <laughs> so, so I, he is twice as elusive, according to PFF, than uh, you know the average running back. Um, four, four point five yards after contact. That's super impressive for a guy. Him and a chain, both for their size, like really run better than than they weigh. And again, being at two hundred three, that's that's or two hundred eight, whatever you said it was, is is definitely better. But um. 
Yeah, um, he uh, had 4.3. Okay, this is my favorite stat about him, actually. 4.3 yards per route run. So while I don't think he's necessarily special, well, that's a special stat because most running backs, like I mentioned, some of them have negative uh, like uh, yards per route run in dots, and his is, is, is 4.3. So they were actually getting him out in the field a little bit more, and he was being targeted a little bit deeper than some of these guys. So, so that is nice to see. It gives him a little bit more of a three down uh, pass catching, you know, uh, role maybe that's what he'll start out at being the slider frame i think he honestly could do either or i don't know that he'll ever be a three down back though um, my negatives lean and narrow build uh again you know that's going to limit his workload uh didn't see a lot of pass blocking work could be a deficiency i didn't i mean you know i watched nine ten games of him and i, I didn't see much of it i they, you know didn't have him on the field i guess for pass blocking stuff so uh i'd like to see um that maybe is because they knew he it wasn't something he excelled at um you mentioned he suffered the acl tear in 2020 um he bounced back very well though but mm-hmm. yeah definitely there's going to be nfl teams that when there's a back that didn't tear their acl versus one that did they're going to go with the one that didn't so uh that's that's something to uh think about um played in a much less competitive division than any of my top eight i know you mentioned he played well in the teams that were good that he played against but i do feel like these guys in the sec the tank bigs bees you know um you know I, you could say maybe tcu is is a you know with kendra miller is, is is not as tough competition but still tougher than you know conference usa with Tulane. so um you know it's uh they are conference usa right uh, they're the american conference Okay, America. Yeah, yep, what is yep. USA American? Fuck it. But yeah, so um, uh, yeah, it, it's you know I had to knock him for that, and he's he played all four years. He, again, he him he's the second guy that I have ranked that played for four years. Him and Charbonnet. So I do you know the fact that he's twenty one right now, but he will be uh, when he gets drafted. He'll be twenty one, but uh, a month later he'll turn uh, twenty two. So he'll be twenty two starting out the season. Where there's other guys that'll be twenty or twenty one in this class. So. Um, those are the only knocks, just mainly the school, the age, um, and the, the ACL tear. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked his game. I agree with you that he was, you know, he was a guy that I, yeah, I saw blow up, uh, the senior bowl was really kind of a star of the senior bowl. And then when I dove into the film, I was like, wow, this guy really has something special. Um, you know, obviously he's not doing it against a lot of future NFL players, uh, but he was doing it. So uh, I definitely think that, uh, you know, he's done a lot to improve his draft capital already. And the combine could even further that because he could very well have uh, one of the one of the higher uh, 40 times and all the athlete, other athletic testing. Yep, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you at least have him in, in your top 10 here. Um, yeah, this is it's really hard with all these guys. Like you said, any of these guys could jump to number four. But uh but yeah, he's he's the guy that kind of blew me away. And um, yeah, with him being, you know, more 204, 205 pounds, um, he's he's got a good BMI. He's he's a healthy, thick boy. Um, so yeah, that's uh, kind of what drove him up for me. That gave me a little bit of relief from those concerns. So um mm-hmm. yep, no, I agree with a lot of what you said there. Uh let me get into my number. What is this number? It was that your number nine? That was nine for me. Okay, all right. So 10 for me. 10 for me. Mr. Roshan Johnson out of Texas. Guy that has risen up a lot of people's boards. I think he might 
be rising up a little too high. We'll see if he blows away the combine, then that, that opinion will change. But um, yeah, he, uh, he is a monster. He's a, a six foot two, six, or I mean, sorry, he's six foot, six foot and a half um, was what he measured in at the combine or at the uh, <laughs> senior bowl. My bad. Uh, but he's one of the biggest backs in the class, uh, 225 pounds, uh, still has the speed to break long runs, but is incredibly hard to bring down. Uh, PFF said he had the highest broken tackle rate in 2021 and 2022, uh, which was 86 broken tackles on only 189 attempts. Uh, so absolutely absurd rate. He's got a nasty stiff arm, does a great job of using his length to keep defenders off of his body. Um, he has also developed a lot over the several uh, past several years. So one thing to note was he got recruited as a quarterback, and that's what he technically played as his freshman year. So he's been kind of raw as a running back and, and learning on the fly, but he, he's definitely improved year by year. Um, and like he, at this point, like he's learned that defenders are going to go for his legs. And so he started hurdling guys. Uh, he had a great hurdle against Baylor to score a touchdown this last year. Um, so yeah, he's, he's definitely improving. And you look at his last three years, each year he's gotten better in yards per carry and yards per reception. Um, so it, it's showing in on the stat line as well. Um, uh, I mentioned about his recruiting, so I think he's a little bit raw as a running back, but that does mean he has upside and room to improve. Uh, incredible ball security. Uh, fumbled only two times in four seasons, so it was uh, good for once every 226 touches. Uh, incredible rate, which means like in the NFL, he's fumbling maybe once, twice at most in a season. So um, really impressive to see there. Um, uh, according to PFF, he had the highest broken tackle rate. I mentioned that. Uh, excellent in pass pro. He's one of the best in this class at that. He absolutely just squares up on linebackers and loves delivering a hard hit. So, yeah, um, really impressive in that regard. You can keep him on the field there. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, the biggest knock on him is that he had to sit behind Bijan every year that he was actually a running back, so sophomore year onward. So past three years, he sat behind a generational prospect, and that limited what he could do. So, you know, never had, you know, a dominator rating season over 15%. His best season was 14 um, so, yeah, you know, you, you you would like to see him handle the load in college, but you understand why he didn't. And he definitely has the size, too, at the NFL level. Um, I mentioned he's a bit raw, um, and, uh, as expected for a guy his size, he doesn't have the best change of direction. So there's, uh, I mean, he mimics Bijan in a lot of ways when you're watching it on film, but that is one noticeable difference is when they have to cut or move side to side, uh, he does not have the same agility or, or change of direction skills. So, um, but yeah, really impressed with them, uh, in, in the film I saw, he, he really jumped off the page. So yeah, Roshan Johnson, um, he, he could be. Yeah, just one of these big boys that, you know, it's kind of like Tyler Algier that just really blows up his rookie year. So what are your thoughts? Uh? Well, it's getting very interesting here. And yeah, 10 through 12 are really, really hard for me to parse. And, and, and uh, you know, I think four through nine are a tier. And now this is the start of that third tier, um, you know, with Bijan kind of being in a tier of his own. So, um, yes. Mr. Kenny McIntosh coming in at number 10. Ooh. Let's go dogs. I expected my dog's homerism to get him higher than 10, but uh, this was as high as it could push him. But there are also other reasons than him being a bulldog that he deserves to be this high. I think he is the best pass catching receiving back in this class point blank period. Uh, you know, Jamar Gibbs uh, gets, 
gets all this, uh, you know, shine for for doing everything that Kenny McIntosh did, uh, while also putting 829 yards on the ground this past year. Um, you know, had 10 touchdowns and then 43 receptions, 505 yards. So, I mean, really, really just uh, used in pre-stat motions, lined up in the slot out wide. I mean, he is a pass-catching weapon. He's not just a guy that catches passes. Um, he's an ideal combination of height, weight, and speed at 6'1", 210. Uh, his speed looks great. He's a patient runner, um, effective between the tackles and outside schemes, and then obviously as a pass catcher, so very versatile um, has experience as a kick and punt returner as well. I mentioned that as a as a pro for um, a chain, so I have to for uh, Macintosh as well. Um, plays well through contact, can run with power and speed. He's not the most powerful back, but he's still it's there, and I saw it uh, multiple plays. Um, has a one fourteen elusive rating, so you know uh, very shifty. Um, uh, 0.22 targets per route run, which is only slightly less than Jameer Gibbs, and uh, 11.5 uh, yards after the catch, which is uh, only slight uh, 0.1 more than Jameer Gibbs. So, I mean, I think if if the teams are if this is what they're looking for, like you know, remember when James Cook was picked in the second, we all were surprised. That's because the Bills were looking for this type of back. So for me, once Jameer Gibbs is gone. Kenny McIntosh is going to be the next type of back like this off of the board. I mean, maybe you could make an argument for A-Chain, but like I mentioned, A-Chain's a more efficient runner than he is a pass catcher. He's just smaller, so people think pass catcher. But uh, but I think that, you know, McIntosh is, you know, the guy to get, and I think he'll be drafted higher because of that. Um, here's the negatives, though. He uh, mentioned me. I, I'm famous. Nate calls me an, a running back ageist. Um, and he is 23 right mm-hmm. now. Um, so he's an old boy, um, played five, uh, four years, obviously with Georgia, um, never got over 150 carries. That being said, I, I didn't even like putting that as a negative because like that's Georgia backs. That's mm-hmm. Samir white. That's James cook. That's Deandre Swift. That's Sony Michelle, you know? So it's just, that's just how it works. But, you know, at the same time, if you're looking for a big workload dominator back, that's not, you know, those analytics aren't going to be there for him. Uh, he runs a little bit too high pad level. Um, notice that um, skill set might only allow him for a third down work, to, but he will be on the field on third down right away. I mean, I don't have any concerns about him not getting on the field. It's just I don't know if he will, how much of that first and second down work he will be able to get. Um, not that he's not good, but I'm sure there's going to be backs in the NFL that are as good or better. Um, and his instincts and vision need need development. That was probably going to come with more reps. I mean, he had 149 rushes last year. He had 58 the year before. So, I mean, he like some guys have had more rushes in a season than he's had, you know, in most of his college career. So I just think he needs he's a little raw. Uh, he needs some development, but th- we have to keep that in mind. That's one of the hardest things is like not taking these prospects as they are now, but like the traits that will translate to the NFL and be developed and, and uh, you know, kind of parsing that out because a lot of these guys aren't finished prospects. And I, unfortunately, Kenny, Kenny McIntosh is 23. So he needs to hurry up and develop and finish as a prospect soon, but he made huge strides last year with Georgia. And uh, I think he will be drafted higher than maybe RB 10 would, would indicate uh, because of that that elite pass catching ability. Uh, yeah, like a lot of what you said about 
Mr. McIntosh, uh, he did not quite crack my top 12. Uh, oh, wow. He, I mean, he's he's 13. You I'll go ahead. The Georgia Bulldogs. I'll go ahead and tell you he's 13. Well, maybe it's because last year I overranked a couple of them. Um, but uh, <laughs> not as much Coke, but more uh, Zamir White. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, no, I, I, I'm still high on Kenny McIntosh. I don't want you to think that. I mean, it was very close between him and like Roshan Johnson at 10. So, um, yeah, all these guys are, are really within a close range. But, uh, yeah, he, he barely missed out. But, uh, yeah, I'll get into him later. Um, my number 11 running back. All right. I'm finally going to say your boy, Devon A-Chain. Yeah, out of Texas A&M. He is number 11 for me. He, look, man, the history of guys this size ever becoming much for fantasy is very, very, very small. It's Very your Clyde Edwards Hilaire argument, but the only difference is he's fast. At least Clyde was like 200. He's like, all right, so he's listed by Texas A&M at 185 pounds. So he is like 20 pounds smaller than Clyde was. Now he's way, way faster. But no, dude, like I just, I do not see it with the size. Uh, I don't, I really don't. Uh, so I'll get into like his comp for him because I put some thought into that, but um, I do agree. Like he's probably the fastest running back in this class. Like he's a legit track star. Um, he had the fastest hundred meter of any of these guys I looked up, but 10.12 seconds is absurd. Um, so yeah, great cutting ability is cutting Gary's cuts are quick and precise and he often strings up together to, you know, combo people and make a miss. Um, as you said, powerful player for his size has good yards after contact, after attempt, uh, keeps fighting for extra yards. Um, good vision makes the correct read usually sets up his blocks. Well, um, explodes to the hole. Um, good balance and effort. Uh, also had good ball security, uh, only fumbled once every 145 touches. So good there. Um, but yeah, that's the, the size is a huge concern for me. I just don't see him being used in short yardage situations, hardly at all. Um, and like you said, he wasn't very efficient, especially for what you'd think for his speed as a pass catcher. So that's a concern for me. Um, he did not hold up well in pass pro at all. Um, so I don't think he's going to hold up. I mean, it's just a matter of physics, 185, 190 pound running back is not going to hold up well against 230 pound linebackers. It just doesn't work. Um, so yeah, that's, that's going to be a concern that he's taken off the field in those situations. Um, I mentioned, you know, lacks the power to run of the middle consistently a few too many drops as well over his career. PFF noted, uh, that over the past two seasons, he dropped five passes out of 65 catchable balls. So, um, not abysmal, but you know, a little bit better rate would be nice. Um, but yeah, I just, the, the, the main thing is, is the size and I just, it's an analytics thing. It's a, what I see on the field. I just don't see him holding up to the NFL. Um, I mean, the absolute, absolute ceiling you can hope for, I think is a Darren Sproles level, which is like oh. incredible dude. Name another back that's around this size that has done like Darren. Okay, time Sproles. out, time out, time out. So let's say he, let's say he's listed at 190. Let's say he bulks up. Let's say he gets to 200 or really 197, something like that. Okay. I know he's not this person, but I just want to, the best running back ever was 200 pounds. And Barry Sanders. And so, Jesus I mean, it's, I'm just saying that like, if he's the closer he is to 200, the less I'm going to care because his traits are so elite. 
but fair enough. I mean, it's, it's, it just, uh, I, I understand that your concerns and, and, you know, you you definitely where I'm an ageist with running backs, you're definitely a, a, a sizist, I guess, with running backs. So, so, you know, our, our, uh, you know, it's part of our process and I, I, I knew that you were going to have him lower, but I guess I just wished he'd be a little bit higher, but Hey, that's, that's fair enough. Hopefully when he runs the fastest 40 time ever at the combine, he'll uh, get knocked up a couple spots. For He's you. not running the fastest 40 time ever. I can go ahead we'll and see. tell you that, especially if he puts on 15 more pounds than he played at, then no, he's not running the fastest time ever. Um, which yeah, I don't see him right. bulking up that much. And if he did end up being 197, then you know, he, who he's so much like, Tyler Beatty, just out of last year's class. He, like he reminded me so much of a faster, smaller Tyler Beatty. Um, uh, less, less uh, he honestly isn't as good as in the receiving game as Beatty was. Uh Beatty's last season, his senior season, blows any season that A Chain has had out of the water. Um, yeah, he's he, he ran a four-four. He was 197 pounds. So yeah, I, I see him as a faster, smaller. Tyler Beatty. So, um, yeah, it's, and if he gets really good draft stock and goes to a good situation, he'll rise for me, no doubt. But I just, the history and what I've seen and all the analytics point toward it, just not working out for him. So he does fall to RB 11 for me. That's kind of the first guy in this class that even among the quarterbacks really that, um, that like I'm one of us is really high on and one of us is, I mean, I won't say really low, but you know, low enough to, to, yeah. I mean, and he's like in most rankings I've seen, he's top five. So he's much, you know, the consensus is much more in line with you, but I just, I do not see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, he's definitely a divisive guy. I have seen him as a top five. I, the, uh, I've seen him as high as top three. Um, and then, um, you know, obviously I have him at four, but then I've also seen him, you know, in the tens, twelves, uh, you know, I haven't really seen right him where you should be <laughs> yeah, right where you have. Right. So, so I, you know, I think there's people that agree with you and agree with me, but he will be in a divisive prospect. And, you know, even like Tajay Spears, that's one person I, I'm, you know, you haven't ranked at uh, five. I have him at nine, but I don't feel that differently than you about mm. him. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. Uh, you know, I, I but I, but I do feel like our opinions do kind of diverge a little bit on uh on Mr. A Chain there. Uh, we'll see if I miss twice on um on Texas A and M running backs. If so, maybe I'll do the whole oh uh, Texas A and M running back curse thing. But uh, but yeah. Anyways, number eleven, you had him number ten. I got Roshan Johnson, and I wanted to have have him higher. I just felt like it wasn't. I didn't have enough to see compared to the other guys. Like watching his film was so much easier. It's like two minute videos. They're like two minutes, two and a half minutes. It was awesome. I was like, holy shit. I just watched like eight games. (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, uh, that part was fun, but it's just like, yes, the, the, the work. Look, here's the thing. When he's on the field, what is the defense doing? Oh, Bijan's not on the field. They're going to pass, you know? So it's like, Yes, he was super efficient. And look, his freshman year before Bijan got there, he actually had good production as well. Um, so, you know, um, it, he has been, uh, I think he was a four-star coming out. I mean, he uh, is a really good one-cut north-south runner with impressive power, decent speed, uh, decent vision. Um, it's displayed good hands when targeted. Nate mentioned that, uh, and an outstanding pass blocker, maybe the best one I saw in this class, at least puts the most effort in it. it. I think it's because he rarely gets on the field. Like he wants to really, you know, make one when he is there, he wants to make every play count. And he did in the pass catching game. 
Uh, sheds arm tackles, creates great y- yards after contact. Um, yeah, he has a breakout age of 18.6, which is among the highest in this class because his freshman year he did, you know, kind of was the – he did split the load with somebody else, but he was kind of the feature back there. Um, but he has 133 elusive rating. That's very impressive for a guy his size. Uh, over four yards after contact. Um, 150 missed tackles forced, which even in his limited time, that's more than Sean Tucker had, Zach Evans had, Kendra Miller had. So all these guys that played full, complete, had the backfields to the – well, I mean, you know, Zach Evans maybe didn't have it to himself. But, you know, all these guys that that are more prolific prospects and, and you know, came into the league, uh, you know, and, and, and were not behind one of the best prospects of all time, he still created more missed tackles. So uh, definitely he's a great runner, one of the best pure runners in this class. Um, doesn't have much change of direction or lateral agility. I think Nate mentioned that exact same point. Uh, doesn't get substantial, uh, you know, work, uh, he, 93, 96 attempts is his best season ever and 596 yards. So it's like the stats just aren't there to have him as high as some of these other guys, but definitely the potential is there if he isn't behind an elite back in, in his NFL situation. Um, his route running actually was kind of sloppy to me. I didn't think his route running was good, but his hands were good. And what he did after the catch was good. But definitely, I think there's something to clean up there. Um, and uh, he could be too patient behind the line. It's good to be patient, but sometimes it can result in like in him stopping his feet and getting brought down for less yardage or behind the the line. So if you know, I just like to see him if 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 he doesn't see the hole right away, just kind of push through, try to get through the line and at least get you know three four yards instead of completely stopping, uh, which I only saw four or five times. So you know, I don't know. Um, but you know, four or five times when there's only two minute videos is, <laughs> is enough for me to say, okay, you know, I, I guess I need to point this out. So again, it's hard. It was hard for me to find negatives and positive and traits that I can attribute to them because of the limited workload. But, you know, um, definitely there were things that we could for sure discern. And that's that he's uh, a great one cut, uh, North South powerful runner so um you know definitely uh very efficient and i think if he lands in the right situation he definitely could rock it up and be much higher than 11 but uh, as it is now i just think there's guys that did a lot more um even if they were sharing the backfield but um yeah uh that is my number 11 roshan johnson you're on mute <laughs> why, why don't you go ahead and give us your your number 12 guy there just all right, close it out. So so far, we both had one guy that missed our top twelve. Uh, yep. It was uh, Dwayne McBride and uh, Kenny McIntosh. It was McIntosh. Yes. Yep. So let's see if this number twelve guy is also your number twelve. I have Mister Israel Abanakanda, and uh, he's five eleven, two fifteen. I'll go ahead and tell you my favorite thing. Well, I won't say my favorite thing, but one thing I love about him is he'll be, again, Isaiah Spiller, flashbacks, warning signs, but he will be, he's the youngest back in this class, and he will be the youngest back in the NFL when drafted. Um, so he still has a lot of time to develop. Out of Pittsburgh, I guess I should mention that. But last year he had a breakout year, 1,400 yards rushing, um, you know, about 12 receptions, uh, 146 yards uh, through the air, so not – prolific but something there but he has elite speed he was a track star um so he's another one of these guys i expect i really think him a chain and maybe sean tucker uh, mm-hmm. will, 
will be probably the top three. If I just had to guess, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some little guy or somebody that, that surprises us. But, uh, but yeah, those are kind of the three that I see as the fastest, but uh, Banacanda is one of those three. Um, He has the power uh, that, you know, you would expect for a 215 pound, uh, 215 pound running back. Like his, his speed is what's elite, but the power is also there. So it's good that he can do both. Um, has relatively low mileage. He did have a big year last year, but before that, he never had more than 123 carries. Um, so, um, you know, played three years. So coming in very young, coming in with very low tread. I like that a lot as far as his prospects for longevity. Um, and, um, you know, he was the center of his offense last year in an ACC, uh, you know, Power 5 division um, and performed very well in the role. Like I mentioned, he had um, almost... 1600 yards so um yeah very impressive there uh as far as his negatives go he is not elusive uh he has an elusive rating of 74.2 so below average uh you know kind of 10 points below average so uh you know that's that's not what we want to see um especially for a guy that's that fast and i think that's because he needs to get better at his vision. He has a, a tendency to accelerate before the hole opens up and he's so fast, uh, you know, that he hits alignment, kind of the Sean Tucker deal similar. Um, and uh, yeah, I think all those things can develop because he's so young, um, but he needs to develop as a pass catcher. I'd, I'd like to see, I think that's what he really needs to do to, to unlock his true upside. If not, I'm not sure if he's going to be special enough to, have super high fantasy upside. So I'd like to see that a lot more in the NFL than we saw uh, in college. 2021, he did have twice the receptions. He had 20, uh, 24 receptions. Uh, so, you know, looked a little bit better at that, uh, his his uh, junior year. Uh, but to be fair, he had almost the same yards, even with twice. His efficiency was way down. His efficiency was much better this past year. So you can look at it either way. Um, but definitely needs to develop. I'm not sure if he'll have a starting you know, roll right away, but I kind of see him as like a, um, a little Herbert, Josh Kelly, like maybe you have to hold on for a minute, but eventually, you know, you can end up starting him for some games and hopefully that can develop into a bigger role. You know, obviously Khalil Herbert, we'll see what happens with, uh, with David Montgomery, but he could be a big riser if you've been holding on for him to him for the past two years. Uh, so I could see a band of Canada being uh, that, that kind of prospect, but um, at the same time, his elite speed, uh, his youth, um and you know the power and his weight that also is he's you know 215 like he's not a small guy i think all that combined uh makes me pretty excited for him um he had a 34.9 percent dominator rating in 2022 so uh you know again i mentioned he was the center of his offense so uh yeah he is who i have to put here at number 12 uh, just slightly beating out Dwayne mcbride you and i agree I also have Izzy Abanacanda as my number 12 RB and uh, number 12 RB. And he's a guy I'm legitimately like interested in. So it's a very deep class. I mean, I'm interested in more than just him and the next like four or five names, but um, yeah, he, he stood out on film with his speed. Like you mentioned, he's one of the best size speed combos in the class being, you know, 5'11", 215. Uh, he was a track star who ran like a 10.69 in the hundred meter, 
for those of you who aren't familiar, if you run anything below 11 seconds, you were ripping uh, on the 100 meter. So I fully expect him to run a 4-4, maybe even better. Um, but one of the faster backs in this class. Uh, nightmare in the open field. He's a smooth athlete with a long stride and excellent open field vision. Uh, saw that against Tennessee. If you, I mean, just the first quarter alone. Um, yeah, he, he knows how to cut. He knows how to manipulate angles to his advantage. Uh, absolutely carried Pittsburgh's offense this last year. Uh, they had some key players leave. You know, Jordan Addison wasn't there anymore, and um, they didn't have Kenny Pickett. So, uh, yeah, he had the third highest single-season dominator rating in this class, to my calculation, uh, not including the bowl game he didn't play in. Uh, it was 43%, which is insane. Mm. Um, so you mentioned youngest RB in this class won't be 21 until October, so a decent way into the season. Um, hard to take down once it gets moving. He's, uh, but I will mention kind of going into his weaknesses here. He kind of has like more horsepower than torque to put it in motorcycle or car terms. Uh, I was disappointed in his lack of power and push in the short yardage game. Uh, he kind of got turned to the side, turned on his back too easily. Um, for someone his size, I expected more in that area. Didn't uh, don't see him being used much in the goal line unless he adds some strength there, uh, which he very well may because he's 20 years old. But um, but yeah, I do see that as a weakness for him at this point. Uh, it would be helped if he lowered his his pad level through contact. I saw him uh, struggle with that. He is more high waisted with long legs, um, so that build does cause him to run high. Um, also that build, you know, while being good in the open field, it does hurt his lateral agility. You kind of mentioned he's low in the elusiveness score. Um, yeah, he, he doesn't being long legged, he can't make those quick shifting movements behind the line of scrimmage like some others can. So he's more of like, give him a hole that he can get through at speed. And then after that, he's fine, but he, he needs a little bit of room to get going. Um, also, but I put that he's a willing blocker, but needs to polish up his technique in this regard. Um, he needs to do a better job setting his feet, squaring his shoulders, sinking his hips, um, just that kind of stuff. So, um, preparing himself for contact basically. So, but, um, but yeah, there's a lot to like about him and, um, yeah, he's another guy that, um, should, you know, wow some people at the combine. So, uh, yeah, a band comes in at number 12 for me. All right. Yeah, man. Well, again, we, uh, largely agree man yeah. uh i was kind of surprised i mean we did every position was different after one mm-hmm. but yeah. nobody was far off except for a chain and i yeah. guess you could spears say for position uh, i mean not yeah. Evan, the yeah yeah spears yeah. um so so yeah you know so so that's that's really interesting there i mentioned that Dwayne mcbride was number 13 for me but um so i'll just quickly say 14 i really liked evan hull um, Evan Hull looked, looked really good out of Northwestern, um, had some fantastic stats, especially in the pass catching game. I mean, uh, here, let me pull it up. Uh, so he had 913, uh, yards on the ground this year and he had 546, uh, on 55 receptions, um, in receiving. So, uh, very impressive there. Um, he played four years. He's a little bit older, um, but he's 5'11", 210 size isn't a concern, um, he's, you know, very versatile. Um, he doesn't really have a high third gear, uh, not super fast. And, uh, he doesn't create after, uh, yards after contact. It's one of the lowest in the class. So it's kind of like you, if once you catch him, you got him. but, um, he does, uh, display good burst and speed and great vision. Um, so I liked him a lot, but he did, uh, just, he's, he's coming in at 14, um, so, so yeah, and if, is there one or two more guys you wanted to mention before we close out this 
this episode. Yep, I'll just rip off. I mentioned Kenny McIntosh, uh, reigning back-to-back national champ. Uh, is number 13 for me. Loved a lot of what you said. I agree he's the best receiving back in the class. Um, you know, there are several close contenders, but he's fantastic. Um, and he's a lot bigger than the other receiving backs at 210 pounds. So um, still a little bit thin for his build, but, uh, you know, got a lot more power and can shed contact better than the other guys. Um, you know, so a lot to like there. Good contact balance, good, really good vision and patience. So he's, he's a big problem to deal with in open space. Um, he's another guy that ball security fumbled once every 59 touches. So that caused him to drop a decent bit for me. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, I think he kind of laps, lacks that top gear. He's more like a one gear player gets up to speed really fast, but then stays there. Um, so that lowered him a bit for me. Um, number 14, Muhammad Ibrahim. Uh, I like this guy a lot. I know he's older, but, uh, yeah. And to be fair, like, you know, Nick Chubb, Travis Etienne, you know, a bunch of these guys, you know, Najee Harris, a bunch of these guys stayed for four years. So that's not a huge concern for me. Um, wasn't but, it five years for him though? Because it yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, 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 he's, he's old among older running backs. Yeah, uh, so yeah. he is 24 right now. He'll turn 25 in uh, September. So he's basically, you're drafting him to get him on his rookie deal. And that's probably going to be about it. Uh, but he's insanely productive. Uh, his single season dominator rating in his best year was 50%, the highest I have ever seen. Um, yeah, he, he's uh, incredibly productive. Did uh, Terry's Achilles in 2021, but bounced right back and had over 1,700 yards and 20 touchdowns this last year. Uh, and normally after Achilles injuries, they get better, you know, the second year out. So, um, yeah, he's a lot of uh, really good things to like about his film. I mean, he's one of the better power backs in this class. So, yeah, it's um, going to be interesting to see if uh, one team falls in love with him because he could rise a lot. And then uh, Eric Gray, I'll just mention him out of Oklahoma, came in at number 15 for me. Um, liked a lot of what I saw on him on film. But uh, need to study the last guys a tad more, but uh, I'm going to let the combine kind of weed them out and then do, do deeper dives at that point. Yeah, yeah. No, I found myself – scouring uh trying to find keaton mitchell and titus Titus swin games and i was kind of like all right i've watched three i'm gonna stop (laughs) i'm done so (laughs) so yeah this uh, is kidding me nothing (laughs) yeah titus swin i don't think you're gonna be fantasy really sorry but Um, but anyways uh yeah well let's recap these lists real quick and um i'm just realizing i kind of like have them each on a separate page i don't have it written down that's a list okay for i can go first so you can gather your notes together sir do it, do it, do um it. so yeah my uh, pre-combine rookie running back rankings are Bijan robinson clear 101 uh zach charbonnet rb2 jameer gibbs three sean tucker four uh tajay spears five kendra miller six tank bigsby seven zach evans eight uh, Dwayne McBride, 9. Roshan Johnson, 10. Devin A-Chain, 11. Point of contention there. Uh, 12, Izzy Banakanda. 13, Kenny McIntosh. 14, Muhammad Ibrahim. And 15, Eric Gray. All right. And for me, Mr. Bijan is obviously number one. I have Jameer Gibbs coming in at two. Zach Charbonnet coming in at three. Uh, we both have a tear break there. Followed by Devin A. Chain at four, Kendra Miller at five, Sean Tucker at six, Zach Evans at seven, Hank Bigsby at eight, Tajay Spears at nine, Kenny McIntosh at 10, Rochon Johnson at 11, and Israel Abandikanda at 12. 
just to finish out here, my 15, like Nate did, uh, <laughs> 13, I had Dwayne McBride, 14, Evan Hull. And I didn't mention, but I did have to put, you know, I'm a sucker. It's a pass catching. He's just way too small. Deuce Vaughn, mm-hmm. 15. Uh, the yeah. great work. Uh, I loved his film, but yeah, it's just, I think 175 is what he's listed at. So yes, even I have to. How dare you judge him just by this. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Uh, But yeah, so, uh, but I mean, hey, you know, uh, coming in at 15, it's still higher than you. So I still am willing willing to forgive more than you, but but yeah, anyway, so, so yeah, guys, that was really fun. I do think this is, uh, I mean. The strength of the class, as far as depth goes, certainly, mm. um, you know, you can argue the quarterbacks. There's a couple of really exciting quarterbacks, but uh, yeah, this, this class is deep at running back. So if you need to, if you're like, this is perfect, a perfect class for, if you're like right on the step you, you need to start competing, if you've been rebuilding for a year or two, and like, this is perfect because hopefully you've built up your quarterbacks. Well, you've built up your wide receivers and now you can just target, you can get a bunch of like late first and second round picks and just target like three, four, five running backs and probably get at least, you know, half of those, if not more being hit. So, um, so yeah, I think that's really exciting and, and a way that we can strategize for our leagues. Um, if you do need wide receivers and, and quarterbacks, you definitely would rather trade up to the top of the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think in this is how it's kind of playing out for me, but then, you know, after Bijan, the wide, the, the running backs for me, it's like, yeah, I love Gibbs, but I'll wait if I have to, to the 108, 109 and take, take a Charbonnet or take mm-hmm. a, a chain or whoever it shakes out to be in my RB four there. So um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting that we can kind of already start to shape out and see it that way. And that's one of the advantages of, uh, you know, looking at it and analyzing, um, the class this, this far out. Um, I say this far out, but the carbine combine is next week. So it's mm-hmm. getting ever closer and closer, but, uh, Nate, you got anything to close us out with, uh, before we, uh, leave the people this week? Uh, just something I'm really excited about with this class is we mentioned a lot of these guys after RB3 are in a similar tier and kind of similar, you know, talent level with different strengths and weaknesses. Um, and that means, you know, you know, obviously combine and draft capital is going to clear a lot of this up, but there's going to be a good chance to take your guy and get him a good value. Because like for me, instance, like if Tajay Spears doesn't rise too much in value, like, you know, and all these guys get somewhat similar draft capital, I can take him at a spot where I may get him at RB8, but I haven't ranked much higher than that. And same with you, if Devon A-Chain may fall or if you're way higher on McIntosh, if he does like, so I think there's just a lot of room to where you can get your guy and you might be able to do it at a really good value. So it's not just elite talent at the top. It's really deep, as you said. So um, really, really exciting. This was so much fun. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to see what wide receivers give us next week. Absolutely. Yeah. The wide receiver class, I think it's been slept on a little bit. I think last year was deep and, mm. you know, but you know, the, I've started looking at it more now that I've, I've got done with these running backs and um, I'm actually more excited for, for, I'm excited for more prospects mm. than I expected to be. So yeah. um, I think that's, that's uh, something I'm excited to explore more deeply. Still got a lot of film to watch on the receivers, before we get back to you next week but um yeah excited to to do that process and uh, it was really fun doing the running backs i probably look forward to uh just this whole process of breaking down these rookies more than any of our other episodes all mm. year so um so we're happy to be able to bring it to you guys we definitely did 
hours and hours of, of film watching to, to, to get you get you this info. Uh, we try to, you know, form our own opinions and not just listen to, uh, you know, a lot of the noise out there. And a lot of times it's uninformed. I'm not saying everybody is, but certainly like a lot of guys aren't watching hours of film on each mm-hmm. each you know what i mean so um it's 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 uh you know we're 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 doing the best way we know how to do it every year we're we're getting a little closer to perfecting our methods and uh you know even so far we haven't been too far off on too much so yeah uh, we're, we're pretty happy and stand by our processes so if you have any questions any any surprising uh ranks or somebody you're like dude how did you not have chris rodriguez in <laughs> your top 12 he's a tank <laughs> Yeah, just, you know, let us know and we'd love to have those discussions with you because we are totally fallible and we know that we're not going to hit this one through 12, especially not right off the bat. But Mm -hmm. it's a fun process to start and uh, fun to see how close we can get. So uh, 100%. Thanks for joining us, guys. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment uh, and, uh, you know, click the bell on Spotify, whatever the method to show that you're a fan of us. We really appreciate it. And um, yeah, without uh, without further ado, thank you for joining us for episode 106 and join us next week for 107 and the wide receivers. For Nate, this is Josiah, Fantasy Dogs, out. <laughs>